Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. There's a peace I've come to know. Though my heart and flesh may fail, there's an anchor for my soul. I can say it is well. Jesus has overcome, and the grave is
Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. Thank you, mighty Lord, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Mighty, mighty Jesus, mighty Yeshua, mighty Jehoshua. Thank you, Lord. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord's Hour. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvis Zapata. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Shalom, shalom. Amen. I hope everyone's is doing fine. Continuing to seeking the Lord who is about to come, who is about to appear, who is about to take his bride home. First, he's going to change his bride, change her, transform her, and a glorified body to use her in a revival during the three days of darkness that are about to come on the earth, my brother and sister. Amen. We first are going to experience the earthquake in California in the eastern tsunami. In the beginning, at the water in Israel, and then it will be boom, 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 right? One thing after another that are about to happen, my brother and sister. You can already see the, the earth shaking around the United States. My brother and sisters, the earthquakes are increasing. The movement of earthquakes are increasing around the earth like never before. They're up in the seven, my brother and sister. We never had such a powerful earthquake hitting in the seven, one after another. The confirmation, the signs of its coming, the signs of the event that the Lord has told us for years that they were going to come are here, my brother and my sister. Hallelujah, of course it's for a day and hour, the day appointed by God when these things are going to start beginning here, my brother and sister, in the United States. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Sister was telling me earlier on Facebook that she had a dream, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Let me, let me read it from her word, because she said she had a dream from the Lord. She's an evangelist. She's a preacher. And she's been preaching on Facebook for, I mean, for years. The Lord has been giving her word in regard to his coming. Uh, one thing she was telling me, do you see what's going on in Israel? And I said, yes, I, I can see what is going on in Israel. She said, wow, everything is being set in place in Israel. And I said, wow, it is, truly it is. Everything is being set in place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, my brother and sister, it is everything is so close. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, praise you, Lord. Uh, she told me about the by seeing, uh, and the one of the by seeing, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the by seeing, she said, the ingredient in one of the by seeing is to turn people into zombie. Okay? One by seeing directly is going to turn people into zombie. I said, wow, uh, that's a confirmation of what God has been uh, revealing, amen, it thinks that the Lord had uh, uh, shown her, my brother and sister, true dreams. Uh, she also said that the Lord um, revealed to her also that on one of the December's coming up, okay, we don't know if it's this year, but it could be, okay, they will, this, this is when the earthquake will be. I don't know how many of you remember two years ago, that I saw the earthquake in California happening in December, okay? She had also, my brother insisted, a dream also that 
there will be these these earthquake happening, major earthquake, major destruction. The Lord's giving her in a dream that will happen in December. My and I said, what a confirmation that is, sister. Amen. She said it will it, it will be a great great earthquake happening in December, and she is in Mexico, my brother and sister. She is in Mexico, and she's been preaching the word of God on online in Spanish from Mexico. I'm facing my brother and sister everywhere, people everywhere. She just preaches the word to people, and the Lord has been showing her and confirmed to her. This is why she, she listened to, to, to my message on, on Facebook or through Facebook when I post the link. My brother and sister, she followed and listened to the message because my message confirmed to her what the Lord has been showing her about the earthquakes that are coming here, like the earthquake in California, the eastern tsunami. My brother insisted, but the Lord, uh, the Lord revealing to her that the earthquake will come in December, that was really powerful. I said, that's a confirmation. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And she said that she knew when the earthquake happened that there will be no celebration of uh, a Christmas anymore. Okay, that that will be like the last Christmas. They will celebrate like they done before, my brother and sister. I said, well, because I also heard another prophet years ago say this, okay, that Shalom, Sister Luna, and Shalom, Brother Strata, Shalom, each one of you, brothers and sisters, that there will be no celebration of Christmas when this earthquake was hitting in, in, in December. Now, we believe it, it, it's going to be this December, but again, the day and hour, no one knows but only the Father. Only the flower. But everything is pointing to this December. Okay? Everything is, my brother and sister. The confirmations are there. The, the earthquakes, the shakings are having happening. Up in the levels of seven, my brother and sister. That is incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen, sister. Amen. Sister from California, staying in New Hampshire. Yes, that, that will be far enough from California. Okay? This December is incredibly. Hallelujah. And she said, other brothers have also seen it happen, my brother and sister. Amen. And then she tells me that the vaccine they made for for the zombie, to, to, a special vaccine that, that, that will turn people into zombie. That's incredible. Because see, I've seen zombie in the Great Tribulation. I remember saying that I, I, did, not, I did not know what will be uh, turning people into zombie. And I still don't know what vaccine it's going to turn people into zombie. Out of all four by seeing that I know, I don't know which ones are going to turn people into zombie. It could be one of the boosters. She said, she said that the Lord revealed to her was a by seeing back then, and she, you know, she was waiting for this, and she was shocked. She, she had not been vaccinated. She was shocked at the by seeing when the by seeing was released, my brother and sister, two years ago. She was shocked by the information because it's what the Lord has been showing her. You see that God's been showing his people to prepare for these vaccines that was coming, not to take them to stay away, but these vaccines will be the cost, but it will turn people and other things, my brother insisted. Uh, so the one turning people into zombie, I don't know which, which one of the vaccines it is. Amen. But the Lord also showed her uh, the revival, the revival, my brother insisted. She's seen herself, she's in Mexico, she's seen herself going to other country and, and not taking a plane or a car, like I said to her, no car, no plane, no, we, don't need to, we don't need to use a car or a plane to travel during the revival, my brother and sister, which is a confirmation for her, because that's exactly what the Lord has shown me, okay, 
Trust she's also waiting for the revival before the the rapture. Okay, the the revival and the rapture will be close. Okay, what a lot of people don't understand. What does the the day of darkness has to do? But the prophet said that the Lord the Lord day comes with darkness. Okay, that's why the Lord day comes with darkness. So there's the three days of darkness. Okay, we have shared the Bible verses so many times. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, remember we talked about here on the Lord Tower, my brother and sister, which the Lord confirmed to me this week. Um, why is it that the church is blessed? The church that is going home in the rapture is blessed, we said. And we always, we always wait on the Lord to show us in the Bible where does it say that the church is blessed, that is going in the rapture. And that's what I'm going to show you. Where does it say that in the Bible tonight? Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, my brother and my sister. And also, um, uh, uh, last night, the Lord Jesus and I had a really good conversation, my brother and sister in heaven, okay? And, and he explained things to me that are, that are awesome. I don't know if I can say everything, but I'm going to do my best to share. And, and what he showed me, my brother and sister, is amazing. Thank you, Lord. He is so good. Shalom, sister. He is so awesome. But, you know, where we are today is the church is about to be taken out. Okay? The church don't have much, but we got to look up for these signs and wonder. My brother and sister, every time someone mentions the rapture to me, oh, we're about to leave. We're about to... Yes, we are, but I'm looking for the signs. Okay? I'm looking for the signs. The circuit in California, the... the the, uh, the eastern tsunami in the beginning of the war in Israel, we can look to Israel right there and we can see uh, Benjamin Netanyahu coming into office already this month, my brother and sister, in November. And we're already seeing they, they are getting ready to, to, to go against Iran. But it's not going to be easy. Iran is using the U.N. against Israel. And the U.N. Has already passed, my brother and sister, that, I, that Israel must be disarmed. Okay? In other words, Israel nuclear weapon must be removed. Okay? They have passed this bill, my brother and sister, that, that Israel nuclear weapon must be removed. And failing to remove that nuclear weapon will have great consequence in this bill that the UN have passed, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. In, in the 105 to 5 was the bull. Okay? And Israel right now uh, according to the U.N., is not in a good position. This is why the church are the only one. Before we leave, that we need to continue to pray for Israel. We need to continue to pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, okay? Pray for, for, for the prosperity of God over Israel. So Israel, my brother and sister, is, is going to be fighting practically alone, Okay? Because most of the nations, more than 100 nations, are members of the U.N. <clears throat> and with this bill that the U.N. have passed, they, no nation can support Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu is coming into office as the prime minister to try to bring other nations to join them and the fight against Iran. But what the U.N. have passed is not possible. It's not legal anymore. Okay? So... Israel finds itself alone, and Iran is getting ready to attack Israel. Iran has found out what Israel has been trying to do secretly, and what Israel has been saying is Israel trying to get support from other nations. They've been spying on Israel, 
and and they they went and, and pushed the UN members to pass this bill that they passed last week, a couple of weeks ago. And now, my brother and sister, thank you, brother. Brother said he had a dream on Thursday, very powerful. He saw a chart like uh, how weather uh, uh, will be shown on TV. They were telling the temperature for the day. However, I saw that the two days of the week, asteroid meteor was scheduled to hit uh, around the beginning of the week toward the weekend. Also, God showed me the meteor uh, so clearly in space. They were huge, and I knew it would cause a huge destruction. Thank you, Brother Strata, for this confirmation. Because also, the, the NASA, uh, who is in, 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 in the island Mona, close to Puerto Rico, are getting ready to hit Fort Meteor that they believe are, are coming straight to the earth. They believe, like the last meteor, they blew up one of them. They believe that this meteor, these four meteors are coming straight to the earth, and they are going to hit the earth. And, and they said in, in, uh, a few weeks ago that these four, they were not sure whether they were prepared yet, yet or not. And there are people that have the link for the pages uh, where these things are being um, studied and the people that are following this stuff. And so NASA is saying they're not sure if they can hit four. It was very difficult for them to hit one, Okay. It was very difficult to hit one, okay? And they find it extremely difficult to hit four. Something is not possible. It is not possible, okay, that they will be able to, to hit four, my brother and sister, okay? So that, it, 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 it's, and then the Lord has said that there will be a meteor hit in Puerto, near the Puerto Rico. And I believe this is about the time my brother and sister, but before the year is over, that these, these things are about to happen, my brother and sister. So we'll see what happens with that, but I, we believe this is close. This, this, we believe the media is going to cause the eastern tsunami in the United States, okay? That's what the belief is. I, I never said it was the media. I saw the eastern tsunami. Uh, God gave a show prophet Ephraim this media here in Puerto Rico and causing the eastern tsunami. That's what God showed Prophet Ephraim and shot other people. And as Brother uh, Estrada saw in his dream this week, my brother insisted, these things are at the door. They're, they're so close now, closer than ever, closer than ever. But I'm going to tell you what Jesus says to me this morning in heaven, part of it, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Wish I was shocked and surprised. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Praise to Yeshua. He is awesome. He is great. The confirmation of his coming are, are, are really, 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 hallelujah. So this is to say, just to finish with what, what the Lord showed her in her dreams, my brother and sister, she saw a young man. These are young men that the Lord is going to use them in the revival. Okay, on fire, speaking tongues of fire. Like purely on fire all over them, fire all over them, on fire for Jesus, going to other nations to evangelize. My brother insisted, okay? They were speaking uh, tons of fire, okay, uh, on fire, uh, with, with, on the, the anointing, okay? And they were going everywhere, according to her. 
they were going everywhere, the young men that she saw. Because as the Lord showed me that the, he had chosen people, elected selective ones, humble ones, that's been keeping themselves for him, my brother and sister, they've been repenting for the revival, for the revival. And then the Lord says to me the other day, you I had chosen to use in the revival, he says to me, which was surprising to me, my brother and sister. Praise the Lord, but okay. Because he showed me this years ago that I will be in the revival, but I wasn't sure. Amen. But whatever the Lord wants, let, his, let the will of God be done, not our, not our own. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Let the will of God be done, not our own will. Amen. So, he is going to use people in this revival mightily, a glory to God, my brother and sister. Amen. And it's going to save uh, a family, other people that, that need to. And she said they were, they were transporting. She uses the word teletransporting, uh, um, like telecommunication, teletransporting, my brother and sister. Okay. And she said also, because she's part of the revival, she said that she immediately found herself in Israel. She was transported to Israel immediately, like in second, my brother insisted. Awesome. And during the revival. So this revival, I know, is short, the Lord has shown me. But very powerful. The power of God. We, we will be able to fly in the air, move in the air in the power of God, fly like eagle. I mean, when I tell you like eagle, we will be faster than eagle for sure. And in second, we'll be in another country. And we'll be moving around preaching to the people that the Lord wants to reach out to save them. My brother and sister, these are people that the Lord wants to save. Hallelujah. And, and they're going to see the power of God in display. They're going to receive what the Lord has to say because we're coming to them with the message of Jesus. The message of salvation of Jesus. And we're going to present the message to them. And they're going to say, yes, not all of them. A very large percentage, my brother insisted, is going to be awesome. And this is all before the great tribulation. I believe that people going into great tribulation are going to have mighty memory, mighty memory of, of, the, of the church during the, the revival being used mightily by God. Thank you, Lord. It's going to be awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now let's go to the word, John 20. John 20, my brother insisted. I want to show you there. Something that Jesus revealed me this past week that I thought it was so cool, so awesome. Thank you, Lord. So exciting. He's a rabbi, our, our teacher. He reveals us what is not possible for people to understand by just reading the Bible. As the Lord said, man thinks that they can know my word without my help. That's impossible. He says, I'm the one that revealed my word, he says. Amen. So remember that. Thank you, Lord. John uh, twenty twenty four says, but Thomas. One of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them, hallelujah, when Jesus came. I want you to keep in memory that Thomas is a type of those staying behind in the great tribulation, in this story. And Jesus comes and takes his bride home, and the one that stayed behind did not experience the Lord the first time. This is Thomas. Thomas did not experience the Lord, hallelujah, the first time when he came, when he resurrected. After the resurrection, he did not saw Jesus. Shalom, Joseph. My brother and sister. Amen. 
And he was one of the disciples. And, so, and the question that he should have, but why did he not experience Jesus? Because he did not believe, and God knew his heart. And that's the same reason why people are staying behind in the great tribulations. Because right now, uh, so many have heard about the rapture, and very few believe the rapture. Believe, believe the departure of Jesus coming for his bride. They don't believe. And, and, the, and a lot of people will say, but Brother Elvie, the problem is that they don't believe in the rapture. No. No. Believe it or not, the problem is that they don't believe in the rapture. The problem is that they don't believe in the Lord. Because it was the Lord who reveals the rapture through his word. And if you already have a problem with Jesus, believe in him, then anything that anyone has to say from the Lord, you are not going to believe what they have to say because your problem is not the messenger or the message. The problem is you're not, you're not believing the Lord. It's a personal problem, one-on-one -on -one with them and the Lord. So you can say, oh, they don't believe in the rapture. They don't believe in the message of the rapture. They don't believe the rapture is biblical. No, that's not the problem. A lot of people think that's a, no, that's not the problem. I tell you, that's not the problem, because this is not the problem with Thomas. Thomas, the problem is not the message. Because Peter, he knew. Matthew, he knew. John, he knew. Luke, he knew. Mark, he knew them. My brother and sister, very well. Fishermen, brothers. They walked for over three years by this time. This is at the end of the book of John. This is the end of the ministry of Jesus. So for three plus years, Thomas walked with the Lord. It's for some reason, if the Lord himself did not convince Thomas of his message, who can convince Thomas? My brother and sister, faith is a choice that we have to make. No one can make that choice for you, but you yourself, between you and God. It's not the message. It's not the messenger. It's your relationship with him. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing I can do to convince you. There's nothing I, nothing I can do to make you believe the message of the rapture, the pastor of the bride of Christ. Because it's between you and God. Especially if you already know the Bible, the Word of God. How can I convince you that Jesus is coming, that he is about to come for his bride? There's nothing I can do. Peter and them told Thomas, the Lord we seen. My brother and sister, this is personal. Verse 25, the other disciple therefore said unto him, listen, by this time, there were 11. So you have 10, Thomas being one of the 11, you have 10 of them. And then if we want to call Mary, and Mary, the other Mary, because there were two Mary, we'll say 12 of them, who said to Thomas, the Lord we've seen. We have seen the Lord. He resurrected my brother and sister, and they did not convince Thomas. Was their message was not convincing enough? My brother and sister, what happened? Was that a poor message? Was that a problem with communication with Thomas? No, because they spoke Hebrew. They spoke the same language. 
the message was clear in Hebrew. My brothers, the Lord we sing, Thomas. Hallelujah. Praise. This is personal. Hallelujah. It's not about the rapture, the departure message. It's not whether the rapture is in the Bible, the cut up in the air, the meeting the Lord in the cloud. That's not the problem. That's not the problem. A lot of people want to make that the problem. That's not the problem. The problem is personal with them and God. My brother insisted. The other disciples said unto him, we have seen the Lord. Is that a clear message? Oh, there's a hidden message behind their message. My brother insisted. I don't think this is a, this is a, this is a hidden message there, my brother insisted. Oh, there's a comparison behind this message. They're not trying to tell Thomas, as they say. No, the message is clear. I've seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. Hallelujah. How else, if you are like these other brothers, that you have to meet your brother Thomas and tell Thomas after you've seen Jesus, what are you going to say to him? Are you going to go like the mafia with him, grab him by the, by the short and smack him a couple of times and say, listen to me, I have seen the Lord, okay? You better believe this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you until you believe this because he might still say until you beat him up. Listen, I don't believe you. And you'll be like, but I just beat you up. I just knocked down your tea, and you're still telling me you don't believe. What, what do I need to do? Do I need to kill you to believe? Listen, this is personal. Because you can beat the person as much as you want, and the person's still not going to believe because this is personal. This is not about me or you. This is not about the message. This is between them and God. You need to understand what's going on with humanity right now. Hallelujah. It's between them and God. And there's no way after we've been preaching the word for over 2,000 years that Jesus is about to return. And they still have not been believers. They still have not believed the message. It has nothing to do with the message or that the, if the word righteous in the Bible. No. It's between them and God. It's a personal thing between them and God. We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, unless I shall see his hand. Hallelujah, hallelujah, imprint of the nails, and put my finger in the prints of the nail, and threw my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is where maybe 90% 90 of the people are today, including people that go to church. They don't believe the message of Jesus about to return for his bride, the rapture, the pastor, they don't believe. And there's nothing you and I can do to force them to make them believe because this is between them and God. And the moment the message comes to them, that's when they have to choose to believe the message. If they choose not to believe, there is nothing you and I can do. You need to understand. Look how these people try to how Thomas believe. My brother and sister, and this is God showing us that in this time, we will find ourselves in the same situation of his disciple. And as the disciple cannot convince one single man to believe that they have seen Jesus, we are not going to convince these other people the same because it's personal between them and God. It was personal between Thomas and them, my brother and sister. And it's not that we haven't given up on people because they have not given up on Thomas neither. 
Now that we are given up on them, my brother and sister, is that it's between them and God. My brother and sister, listen. Verse 26. And after eight days, the disciple, hallelujah, were again with him. Hallelujah. Eight days. A is representative of eternity. A goes around in circle. Spend all eternity preaching to them about the rapture, and they're not going to believe you. You can go in circle around the world teaching them about the rapture of the pastured. My brother and sister, if they choose not to believe you, they are not going to believe you. Understand. A against within. And time are with them. Hallelujah. Because the church, as people say, we got to gather together. We got to be one. But what happens when you have a group of people being one, but you have half of them or more not believing? You see, you got a problem. My brother insisted, because we all need to be in the same spirit. Hallelujah. Some of them then came Jesus, the door being shut. Hallelujah. Because when Jesus comes, the door is shut. No one can come into the rapture anymore because he's coming for those that are already in. Are you getting the message? That's what it says in Matthew 24 and 25, sorry, my brother and sister, that when he comes in the midnight hours for his bride, hallelujah, Father shuts the door, my brother and sister, hallelujah. And the other, uh, the other, hallelujah, the other, virgins, my brother and sister, tried to come in, but the door was shut. The Bible says that while they were going to buy oil, the groom arrived, the bridegroom that were ready went in with him into the wedding hall, and the door was shut. Are you seeing the similarity, my brother and sister? Do you see here what's going on? Jesus is about to come. The door is about to be enclosed. Completely. My brother insisted. That means no one can come in and out anymore. That's it. That is safe for the rapture. Departure. The rest will have to stay in the great tribulation. My brother insisted. There's no other way. There's no other way. Later the other bright man arrived and said, Sir, sir, open the door for us. Like those that came to the ark after the door was shut, father closed the door. It was too late. It was too late. Now they needed to die in the flood, my brother insisted. And now many are going to die in the judgment that are coming on the earth after the rash of the pastured. My brother insisted, as the sister also was saying to me, she saw the word that began, Russia is going to attack in China and then the United States. But before the missile hit this country, the church here, it's out. It's out. God's been showing this to people for so many years. This is the way these things are going to happen. My brother insisted, but the door will be shut, and he stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Shalom. He's saying shalom to his brothers and sisters. Then he said unto Thomas, Hallelujah. What is, he, what is he going to say unto Thomas? The same word he used to say to the other, to the other, to the other one that stayed behind. But he answered them, Matthew 25, 12, I don't even know. Who you are, and this is from the Word of God Bible, but let, let, me, let me put it on the King James. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. But he answered, verily, 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 I say unto you, verily, I say unto you, I know you now. 
I know you not. Hallelujah. He says once. Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Okay, not twice. Once. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Shalom, Brother Michael. I know you not, he says to them, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. So he comes to hallelujah, Thomas, and he says to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hand. Reach out hither thy hand, hallelujah, and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. You see the problem here with people who are staying behind because of the lack of faith? My brother insisted. And the problem is that if you, if you are like Thomas, you are not in daily repenting. You're not committing your life to the Lord as you should. You are Sunday going once in a while, once, once in a month, Sunday maybe or twice. Your life is not committed to the Lord, even though you know about all these things. We're talking about the wrath of the departure that the Lord is about to come. You are not committed to the Lord like Thomas as you should. So you're not believing and you are not waiting, my brother and sister, for his coming. Hallelujah. And this is the problem. This is personal between them and God. And someone also said unto him, my Lord, my God. What did this mean? The people in the great tribulation, my brother and sister, when the Bible says, hallelujah, he lo- hallelujah, look him into the cloud, hallelujah. This is, this is Revelation 1-7. Look, praise you, Lord. Let, let me get into the King James here again. Praise you, Yeshua. Thank you, Lord. Same event. Behold, he comes in the cloud. Every eye shall see him. They also, they also who pierce him. And no kindred, earth, shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Hallelujah. And this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. He revealed himself to them as the Almighty. My brother and sister, hallelujah. My Lord, my God, says Thomas. They realize when they see Jesus coming, cloud where all eyes will see him. My Lord, my God, everyone says on the earth. All time will confess that he is Lord for the glory of God, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Now they're confessing because they're seeing but Jesus says to Thomas, hallelujah, be not faithless by believing. The problem is that they don't believe. It is a personal choice that they have between them and God, my brother and sister. They are the ones choosing not to believe. God has called them to believe, but they are choosing not to believe. But look what Jesus says after. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because now thou hast seen me. There you go. All eyes will see him. Because you have seen me, earth. You have seen me, all people on the earth now. You believe. Huh? Now it's easy for you to believe. Said unto Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe, which is the title of this message. My brother and sister, God wants us to believe in the rights of the pastor. And be spending time with him in our personal relationship, seeking him and getting ready for his coming. And not wasting time doubting and unbelieving. Because it will give you no benefit. It will benefit you no way, my brother insisted. He wants us to be believer. Thank you, Lord, that he that comes to God might believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that they seek him. We walk by faith, not by sight, the disciples said. My brother and sister. And many other signs. Truly that Jesus, in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. 
my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, that believing you might have life through his name. There you go. You're only going to have life through his name when you believe. My brother and sister, I love it because Brother Ben Benun put it out here this week where he said he had a chicken loose an eye, and he prayed, and God gave the chicken a new eye. And that, that astonished him because I experienced the same in the ministry, praying for people and seeing God healing them in a supernatural way he did. It really opened my eyes and my understanding about God. It shook my life forever, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. It really gave me a more powerful understanding of the Lord as I pray for children that were considered there by the doctor, uh, dying. There, there was no way, no, no, nothing else they can do. And now that they're grown up, but the Lord healed them right there. I proclaim healing over the body. Lay hand on them, my brother and sister. I remember the nurse when he told us, hallelujah, in, in, in one of the worst places you can go, in the Boston, Massachusetts hospital, and she said that the body stinked. That why, why would I want to go there when the body stinked? The, the person was dead. And I said, because the, first of all, the family gave her permission, and we came, we came to pray, and the nurse said, no, why are you wasting your time? The, he, the person is already dead. Because the, 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 the doctor was asking the family to disconnect the machine. My brother insisted. And why would we pray if, if the body stink already? It was dead. And that young man, the Lord healed, and he's still alive to today. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, in his 20, or early 20 back then. God healed him, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And, and God, there's so many miracles like this. That's when I realized the power of God and how little do, do we know God. My brother and sister, and it was a journey to me after seeing the power of God healing people. The first time God healed a person, I was so nervous, but I was so, I was shaking. I was so nervous. I didn't know the outcome, but I was praying. I was fasting that week, and I was proclaiming, my brother and sister, the healing. And when the person healed this lady, I remember, and she was saying, after laying hand, the power of God came over her, and God healed her shoulder, her neck. After many surgeries she had, my brother and sister, and doctor could not do through several, about four surgeries she had, and they could not do nothing with that bone there close to her neck, and she had this thing holding that together and all that, and, and I lay hand on her, and I said, can I lay hand on you? And she was Catholic. She was not even, uh, she had not confessed the Lord. I let her to confess the Lord, her Lord and Savior. She was just a... Uh, 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 Heard a lot, I heard about the Lord, but not really experienced the Lord as the Lord and Savior. And my brother and sister, to lay hand, and the power of God came, went through her shoulder, her neck, and healed her completely. God, God created the bones, everything in there, the tendons, everything, the muscle, everything there together, new in her. And when she experienced no pain, it was completely healed, my brother and sister. She began to praise the Lord right on the side of the road right there. Oh, a loud voice. Everyone can hear her driving by in the cars. My brother and sister walking by in New Jersey with so many people on the sidewalk, my brother and sister. This woman was putting her hand out there to confessing the Lord as the Lord and saving. The power of God came on her, and she was praising the Lord and thanking the Lord and Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you. Oh, he healed me. I'm healed. I know. And see, the, the, the hand that she could not move, she, was, she raised it up, and she was moving it and praising the Lord. My brother, everything crazy to anyone 
what's going on with this crazy lady? But no, God has healed her. And if, if you've been in several surgery, my brother and sister, where you've been in pain all your life and, and, and you've been taking medication just to try to calm the pain, but it's still not working, and God comes and heals you like that, believe me, you will be very grateful to the Lord, my brother and sister. And that was like the first miracle, my brother and sister, I ever seen. And the same day the Lord healed this other man, that, that he, they would put him on the side of the road. He would be on the side of the road, my brother and sister, and, and he would have to use a wheelchair to move around because half of his body down, hallelujah. I don't know if he was a soldier, what he was, but he could not move. He would be begging for money there. And that same day, the Lord healed this woman. I kept praying to the Lord. My brother and sister used me to heal other people, and I found him on the side of the road. Hallelujah. And I began to share the gospel with him. He was asking people for money and food, my brother and sister. And someone had just handed them uh, uh, food, and he was eating so excited. I said, can I share the gospel while you're eating? Can I share the gospel with you? He said, yes, go ahead, go ahead. And I began to share the gospel, and I began to tell him about Jesus. My brother insisted, hallelujah, praise the Lord that he will, he will serve the Lord, that he, he will receive the Lord into his life. The Lord will heal him. The Lord will raise him from that condition he was in. And then I didn't know why was he, and he, and he tried telling me, my brother insisted, praise the Lord, but I was focusing on Jesus, because if you focus people on the pain and the suffering, if he was in, in another country, defending this country, they put a bullet on his back, my brother and sister, that was a history, but I could not focus with him on the history, hallelujah, because now he felt abandoned by his government, my brother and sister, it's having a painful life. Being in a wheelchair where you, where you have lost your leg, where you cannot move, my brother and sister, it's terrible. But I'm focusing on Jesus, that the Lord loves him, that he died for him on the cross, that if he will receive the Lord at that moment, the Lord can raise him up, the Lord can heal him, my brother and sister. Praise the Lord. But most important, hallelujah, the salvation of his soul was so, more, so important. Praise the Lord. He put the food to the side. He was hungry. But I noticed he put it out. I saw the power of the Lord on his, on his life at this morning. Hallelujah. So he says, I believe. I believe. I want to receive him, he says. Yes, let's pray right now that you will receive the Lord as your Lord and Savior. And as we pray right there on the side of the road, he began to confess the Lord as the Lord and Savior. I said, Lord, right now, Lord, we come in agreement for his healing. Lord, heal his leg, Lord. Restore everything in his body, Lord, that's been damaged, that's been hurt. Bring a healing over his body. My brother and sister, he began to stretch his leg. He began to move his leg. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. He began to get up. Hallelujah. He got up a little dizzy, but he got up, and he started moving sideways, and he was praising the Lord. He was praising the Lord. He was raising his hand as he was moving his leg back and forward and began to move his leg back and forward and began to praise the Lord. And he says, I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. The power of God went through his body, my brother and sister. His, his leg that he had not moved for so many years got straight. He started moving his leg. And he started walking, my brother and sister, right there in the side of the road. And he started telling people, look, I'm healed. I just received a miracle of my life. Oh, thank you, Lord. Praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. And I told him the greatest miracle you have received is the salvation of your soul. The miracle of your body is a extra miracle from the Lord. Receive it. Receive what the Lord has done. Yes, yes, serve the Lord. Commit your life now to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He was walking around telling people, 
my brother and sister, of this miracle, the people that saw him, that he was bare, he's been on the side of the road asking for money. They saw him walking now, my brother and sister. He was walking like a normal person. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, oh, glory to Jesus. Oh, glory to him. It's not me. It is him. It is him. It's not about us. It's about him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to him. No way I can take any credit. My brother and sister, he's inviting us to believe him, to know, hallelujah, to know that know that he's real and that he wants to do this for us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. It is over for us. It is over. Hallelujah. Walking with the Lord, the Lord was talking to me. Thank you, Jesus. It's over. It is over, Jesus says to me. Praise to God, my brother and sister. It is over for us. There's not much to look forward. There's not much to look forward, my brother and sister. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. I was in that great place. And I began to walk to this house. Beautiful house. With a beautiful land. Every, hallelujah. Everything in that land was, was alive. My brother and sister. I began to walk to the grass of this house. It was a mansion. Yeah, I knew it was my mansion this morning. Hallelujah. And as I'm heading there, the Lord was talking to me. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus had a good conversation with me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. He said, it's over for you. My son, it's over. It's over for you. He says to me, thank you, Lord. I was excited to hear the Lord say this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We're practically out of here, my brother insisted. The signs that we're talking about are going to happen so quickly. You can already see when an earthquake happens, it's happening within seconds. The destruction, it doesn't matter how major the destruction is. It happens within seconds. When a tsunami hit, my brother and sister, it happened within seconds. Houses and buildings are wiped out. Hallelujah. Immediately, in a few minutes, you turn around and everything is destroyed. The same as an earthquake. A tsunami is an earthquake, but in the sea. My brother insisted, and this earth is about to experience it in a mighty way, my brother insisted. God is warning people to get out of California, those that are still there. My brother insisted, hallelujah. And you got to hear the Lord. You got to hear the Lord when he tells you, get out. They're coming. They are close, my brother insisted. I know there are people praying that they won't happen, but the Lord, what the Lord says is going to happen. It's going to happen, my brother insisted. Hallelujah. I said last week. The sister that, that said, body of Christ, body of Christ, she heard the Lord in the revelation with the Lord. The father says to the Lord, my son, get ready to bring my children home. Hallelujah. She heard father say to the Lord, get ready, my son, to bring my children home. Jesus is about to come down and bring his bride home. The only thing that these signs he's given us has to happen. I am looking for the sign every day, my brother and sister, because I know they are about to happen. My brother and sister, we're going to go into a new life. Jesus said in his word, he made all things new. And we're going to go in a new life. But we cannot be like Thomas. Because Jesus said, hallelujah, thou be believed. Thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen. Yet they have believed. Jesus wants us to be believers. Even though we, you have not seen anything. You probably have not seen a miracle. Oh, hallelujah. But God still wants you to be a believer because everything else that you and I need to learn, we'll learn that in heaven. When we get to heaven, my brother and sister, you can walk your faith. When we get to the millennium, you're going to walk out your faith, my brother and sister, in a special way. You're going to learn the word from Jesus himself through the angels, through the redeems. You got thousands of years redeems. 
people coming down to the millennium to, to teach, hallelujah, how to serve God, how to walk with God. My brother insisted, and I'm sure that if, if you ask the Lord if he can go to heaven, then you can talk to your father yourself. You can talk to the seraphim that are next to the father's throne. That I was allowed to speak to them a couple of years ago. My brother and sister, so exciting back in 2019. When Father, hallelujah, how one of the seraphim talks to me. Shalom, Sister Renee. I tell you, they, they, they are in fire. And every word that comes out of their mouth go through seven fire in front of them before it gets to you. Purify seven times, my brother and sister, through fire before that word comes to you. I was standing in front of the seraphim, and every word he was giving me, hallelujah, he says to me to keep going straight. My brother and sister, hallelujah, in the way of God. My brother insisted. And another word, endure and persevere. Don't worry what's happening on your left and your right. Keep going forward. Because if you keep it going forward in faith, you are believing God in what he already said, that the just must live by faith. My brother insisted. As we walk in faith, we continue to move forward. We continue to wait for the Lord. We continue to repent. We continue to endure. We continue to persevere. We're looking forward to being with Jesus, being in his presence, and he is faithful. The Bible says that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? That is you and I believing no matter what. You have millions and billions of people who will lose their faith, who will refuse to confess the Lord right now, but in the tribulation they will, though. All time will confess that Jesus is Lord for the glory of God. Right now they are refusing to confess the Lord, but they will have to confess the Lord no matter what. That is the problem between them and God. Once they heard the message of Jesus, our salvation, the message that Jesus is coming back again, and they're now repenting and seeking the Lord as they should, it's a personal like Thomas, a personal thing between them and God. Don't get into personal thing between God and the other person. Don't do that. Because you're going to get an argument with people. You're going to get into a fight with someone. If you're trying to convince someone who is not believing God, who is not trusting God, who is not believing the message that Jesus is about to return back. Because Jesus himself said that he was coming back, my brother and sister. And Father himself, Father himself, my brother and sister, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, said that his son will come. When the Father said his son will come, my brother and sister, when Jesus told the story of the wedding that the king was preparing for his son, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king who made a marriage for his son. That certain king is father. He sent for his message to call in that were invited to the wedding, but they will not come. And again, he sent for his message saying, tell them that I invited. Behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fackling I killed. Hallelujah. And all these things are ready. Come to the marriage. How can you convince someone when it's God himself Hallelujah, sending the message for them to come, my brother and sister. It is him. Hallelujah. The apostle John says, I was in the spirit in the day of the Lord. And I heard a, hallelujah, behind me, a great voice as a trumpet. Saying I am the Alpha, the first and the last. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What thou seest, write it in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Satyria, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, unto Laodicea. Hallelujah. 
And I turned to see the boys that spoke with me being turned, and I saw, hallelujah, seven golden candlesticks. See how the Lord can present himself even by looking like a material thing. My brother and sister, but it's still the Lord. It is still the Lord. In the midst of the seven candlesticks, look, look unto the Son of Man, clothed with garment down to the feet, girded about the breast with a golden girder. I've seen the Lord this way. His hair, his hair was like wolf, white as snow. His eye were a flame of fire. I've seen the flame of fire. His feet like unto fine brass, though they, they burn as a furnace. His voice at the sound of many waters. I've seen it. I heard the Lord at the sound of many waters. He has on his right Ten, seven stars, out of the mouth wearing a sharp sword, two-edged sword. His countenance shone as the sun shining his strength. I've seen the Lord shining as the sun shining his strength. My brother and sister, I've seen the same revelation. My brother and sister, Jesus himself gave testimony. Hallelujah, of his own promise. He is a spirit of prophecy. Whenever you hear prophecy, the spirit behind the prophecy is Jesus. The prophecy are Jesus. The promises are him because he is the promise from the Father. Every promise you read in the Bible is Jesus himself to us, my brother and sister. And he himself, when he manifested himself to humanity, he was manifesting God's promise to humanity, my brother and sister. Creation himself speak about him. When you look to the cloud, when you look to the star, when you look to the moon, when you look to the moon, to the sun, that's Jesus. The sun is a revelation of Jesus. The star is a revelation of Jesus. Because the stars are a revelation of angel, and Jesus showed himself in the Old Testament as the angel of God. My brother and sister, every lie you see in the heavens represents Jesus, the true life that comes from heaven, my brother and sister. The true Lamb of God that comes from heaven. Hallelujah. And when I saw him, I saw I fell at his feet as dead. I, that happened to me several times. He laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first, and I am the last. I'm the first and the last. My brother and sister, why? Because if you believe in my first, if you believe in the first, know that the first is the last also. It is the same Jesus. It is the same message you heard of salvation for your life, salvation from the world, the deliverer to the world. It is the same Jesus that came to, Jerry and Mo- to Mary and Moses and the disciple. It's the same Jesus that are coming for us. My brother and sister, he is the same. The first and the last. The one that appeared, who, the one that walked in the garden of Adam and Eve, the, God, the one that appeared, hallelujah, to Noah and then to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. The same that they saw face to face is the same for you and I. He's asking us to believe, my brother and sister, and not thou. Hallelujah. Because blessed are they that believe. The bride of Christ will have the blessing to move like angels, to be going from earth to heaven, as he showed me this a few days ago. You, will be, you can just ask me, the Lord says, and you can just come to heaven. You'll be given to come to heaven, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. That's part of the blessing of the bride of Christ. But those that stay behind in the great tribulation, they're not, when they go into the millennium, and they're going into the millennium, as the Lord has shown me, they, they, my brother and sister, and his Revelation 20 tells you that they will reign with Christ a thousand years. They're going to be in the millennium, but they're not going to be able to move like the bride, feet of thought here and there, to the end of the, of the world. They're going to have to take buses. They're going to have to take planes. They're going to have to take cars, my brother and sister. It's different from them now. Okay? They will have to live with many limitations. 
that the bride of Christ is not going to have. Of course, they're going to meet the bride of Christ. They're going to see these people that they knew from before, like Thomas. He knew Peter, Matthew, and them from before. But what God is going to do with us is totally different. He's going to empower us. He's going to change us. At the last trumpet, says the Apostle Paul, he's going to transform us into a glorified body, my brother and sister. Then we'll be able to move to and fro, my brother and sister, quickly one place to another in the blink of an eye, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord, mightily. And a lot of people will look at us in the millennium and say, how can you guys be doing that? And we will have to teach them the same. Blessed are they that believe. God blessing are for they that believe. How was it told to the children of Israel, my brother and sister? I want to, I want to remind you, how was it shown to the children of Israel? Hallelujah. So you can see that God, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday and today, my brother and sister. And the same message he gave to them, hallelujah, for them to be believer, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God says to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 28, it shall come to pass that it will do, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord your God, to a servant to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, the Lord thy God will, will set thee on high above all the nations of the earth. My brother and sister, to be on high is to be, my brother and sister, on top. Some translation will say, on, hallelujah, on, on, on top. But in reality is that you'll be able to have what they don't have, my brother and sister, to do what they cannot do, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He will set you on high. He will set you on top. You will be above them. Praise the Lord. Then all the nations around the earth and all the blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee, and thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. What is that hearkening unto the voice of the Lord thy God? Listening to the Lord. Hallelujah. That talks about personal relationship with him. Notice that what was going on with Brother Thomas, my brother and sister, was personal. And when someone don't believe God, if someone don't believe God personally, how can you convince them of the rapture? <clears throat> because it will immediately criticize the message. It will find ways to tell you that the rapture is not real, that the rapture is not biblical. And it will try to convince you, my brother and sister, hallelujah, that what you're preaching is false. Because they have a problem between them and God. And if they don't repent of the problem between them and God, there is no way you and I can convince them. Did not Thomas walk with the other disciple for over three years by this time? Yes, he did. Did not Thomas sit with the other disciple in the Bible study of Jesus and saw Jesus doing miracle on many people, and many people, so much miracle that, was, that are not written, says in the bottom of the chapter there, and that are not written in the book of John 20. So many miracles he saw that are not written in the book. Thomas saw them. Thomas heard the people say, I'm healed. He saw the blind seeing again. He saw the dead resurrected again. He saw Lazarus after four days being healed, being resurrected again, my brother and sister. How can Thomas not believe? How can after so many miracles, signs and wonders, you can say, I don't believe. That is between you and God. If you feel that way, 
If you don't believe in the rapture, those people that don't believe in the rapture, that's between them and God. And the church and anybody else cannot convince them. It cannot. Because it's a, it's a matter of choice between them and God. They need to repent for not believing in the rapture. They need to confess it to the Lord. They need to cry out to God, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Because if they think that they need to see the Lord before they need to believe, they, are, they have a big problem. Because blessed are they that believe without seeing. We walk by faith and not by sight, the Bible says. My brother and sister, they have a problem between them and God. And there's no way you can stand there and try to convince them of a problem they have between them and God. Blessed thou should be in the city. Blessed thou should be in the field. Blessed thou, hallelujah, the first fruit of the body, the first fruit of the ground. The blessing are when you believe, when you listen to his voice, when you hearken in your relationship to God. Hearken as you go in that extra mile to repent, to commit your life to him. To know that you want to hear what he has to say. You want to follow him whenever he sends you, whatever he guides you, whatever he reveals to you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There are people doing ministry that they're asking the Lord, Lord, should I go right? Lord, should I speak to this home, Lord? Should I speak to this family? They need direct guiding from the Lord to do anything in the ministry, my brother and sister. Because it has to be the Lord's will, not our own. My brother and sister, this is why we say, we don't know the day and the hour, but the Lord is speaking to us that it's over. The Lord told me it's over. He says to me this morning, your ministry is over. It's over, my son. It's over. Praise the Lord. Okay, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. And he's telling me, hallelujah, that it's come to the point that it's over. My brother and sister, my ministry is over. It's over for you down there. It's over for us down here, my brother and sister. The, the church, the bride of Christ, will be taken out of the earth soon. The signs are going to happen quickly. All we need to do is look for the sign. But as the Apostle Paul said that we, pers- we, pers- we continue, my brother, and we persevere. We continue to the end, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Not looking to the, right, to, to the left or the right because we know, hallelujah, that the bride of Christ is about to be taken out of the way. The Lord also said that it's coming the hour. When I will speak a word from him, a prophecy from him, he says, and he's going to fulfill it within one hour, he says to me. I will stand, he says to me in heaven. You're going to speak out a word, he says, a prophecy. And I'm going to fulfill that, that prophecy within one hour, he says. Wow. Praise you, Lord. The Lord is awesome. The Lord is great, my brother and sister. Within one hour, he says, he's going to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because when the bride gets changed, when the bride gets transformed, we are not going to go and walk in this weak body anymore. In this body that the devil can tend in any minute, in any hour. No, 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 no. We're going to walk in a glorified body. And every word that comes out of our mouth, the Lord said, you're going to speak a prophecy, a word, and I'm going to fulfill it within one hour. So whoever the Lord sends me out during this revival, and I give them a word, and the people start arguing they're not going to believe, I'm going to say this is what is going to happen, and the Lord says I'm going to fulfill it within one hour. He says, my brother and sister, he's sending us out with great power, the Bible says, in great authority. Hallelujah. In a supernatural way that the Lord has not seen. Greater than the first Pentecost, my brother and sister, we are going to see the mighty hand of God on this earth before the wrath of the patched 
and we've been chosen, elected, selected for this. Thank you, Lord. God help us every day to endure and persevere, my brother and sister, to finish the goal. Finish, finish. We're at the end. There's nothing else we need, and nothing else we need to look forward, my brother and sister. As I was walking to my mansion, hallelujah, I'm looking at the grass, I'm looking at the things. There's like a river near, near my house, my brother and sister, a stream with the water so clear, my brother and sister. And I'm walking, I'm looking at this. Praise the Lord. I'm getting close to getting to my house. I noticed there were other people's mansion not far off that I would have other neighbors. And I was so curious to see. I know, I was thinking whether me, okay, am I something that I want to tell other people that I see in their mansions? And so if I go into my mansion, I just want to sit there and lay down and rejoice. But I was also thinking whether me, I want to see other people's mansions because it's my soul that I want to tell them about their mansions, how beautiful it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I'm walking to other people's mansions, I begin to see other people's uh, like gardens around the mansions. Like they were growing flowers, beautiful flowers around their mansions. The flower has been planted there. And of course they're going to like it. Another thing I noticed that the, what the, the, the flowers that they have around the mansions are flowers that they really like on the earth and that they would like to have around the mansions. And I'm looking at the mansion and I'm looking at the flowers. I was not allowed to walk into the mansion that are empty. I noticed the mansion's door were, were, were closed. I'm not sure they were locked. I believe I can open the door and go into the mansion, but I, I knew that um, it was not for me to do so because I was thinking this belongs to them. This is their mansions. I'm sure no one who had not been there was nobody to go there before they, unless they asked the Lord. Like Brother Larry one time, he says, uh, uh, Father, when, when next time my, my brother Elvi, you bring, him to, you bring him to heaven, will you allow my brother Elvi to come into my mansion and tell me about it? So when I was taken to heaven, I was being led by the Lord to the Lord, Brother, Man, Brother Larry Mansions. And when I walked into his mansions, I, I began to see this curtain of diamonds. And between the door, it had like a hanging curtain of, of diamonds, uh, crystal clear diamonds that the light would hit through the windows, and the diamond would shine like the starting heaven. Really powerful light. The, man, the diamond was emanating out of them. And I noticed that some of the diamond were a different color in some part of the house. Beautiful, beautiful. My brother and sister. But Brother Larry did not tell me something. The father had already described to him his house. But he didn't tell me this about. So when I came back and I began to, he, 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 I told Brother Larry, uh, the Lord has shown me your mansion. God has shown me your mansion. And he stayed quiet. said, will you tell me about it, Brother Larry? And I began to describe everything about his mansion. But he didn't tell me that God already had described us a mansion and with diamonds, win diamond over the windows between the house. When you go to from the from the from the living room to the bathroom, master bathroom, and all that, it, it, he didn't tell me about this. But God already described it to him, and then I went and described it to him, and he was amazed. He said, "Just exactly what Father told me." 
Also, you knew about it, and you wanted me to see, huh? Praise you, Lord. We were laughing on the phone. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. But yes, so because no one, you know, had asked God to show me the mansion when I will be taken to heaven this time. I was walking around seeing their mansions, and some people have beautiful large mansions. My brother and sister, some people have been faithful to the Lord and what the Lord had asked them to do here on the earth that are going home in the rapture. And he had this beautiful home for them already made. My brother and sister, they're beautiful. And they're ready. And they're empty. And they're designed to the liking. They're designed to the liking. They're loving when they see it. My brother and sister. And I was so curious because at one time that I was there, I was not allowed to walk in this area that I was allowed to walk this morning. And this time I was allowed to walk behind the houses and walk around and see it and look at the grass and, and, and look at the flowers. Each, each house were adorned with, with differently. It was totally different than each other, but beautifully made. I look at the roof. I'm, try, I'm trying to... Uh, since I used to work for a roofing company in Henderson Window at one time up in Massachusetts for many years, I'm looking at the, 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 the houses, and I'm always comparing. It's like I was, at one time I'm comparing the gold of heaven with the gold of earth. I noticed because back in the Dominican Republic, we got uh, 22 karat gold, 20 karat gold. I believe we have up to 24 karat gold, which is extremely difficult to find. So I'm always curious to compare, always curious to compare. So in heaven, when I got down in the, in, on my knees, and I'm touching the gold of the street, the street are made of gold, and I'm touching to see what kind of gold is it, 20, is it 24, and I noticed it was beyond 24. And I'm thinking, wow, who was, who was spending all the money? I know it's God, but who was spending all the money to make, a, to make rolls of gold? Street of gold, not really existed. If, if we had to make a street of gold here on the earth, it would take all the money of the United States, Europe, Canada, Russia, and other countries combined, okay, to make a, a few rows only for people to walk on. Who, who, and who will be allowed to walk on them if they're able to do it? Every country will have to go broke. And put all the money together, and, and, and everybody will have to dig for gold. And, and then purify the gold up a 20 carat or 22 of the most, I believe, which it, it takes extremely effort, and it's extremely expensive to do so. And in heaven, it's, they're just made out, out of it with such a higher level quality of gold. Entire city entire street of gold, pure, my brother and sister, that is so expensive, all so expensive. It would take such a great effort on the earth to make one of them, and it will be impossible still. Hallelujah, my brother and sister. And the gold is so pure. It's not like walking on bricks. It's truly walking on pure, pure gold. That this is, it goes beyond 20 carat. 
Mahaprajasthir, 24 karat. It goes beyond. I knew this and have it. I said, looking at the goal and I'm, and I'm touching the goal and I'm, I'm like, I'm so curious. Like I, when I was testing the siding of the house in heaven and I'm trying to compare with the siding I used to sell up in Home Depot because I used to work for the company as a contractor. And I'm, and I'm touching the material and, and, and I'm trying to, 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 to in heaven to establish and know. I imagine God and people laughing at me like this guy. This guy come from the earth, but he, he's really knowledgeable of what he, he, he used to do on earth. My brother insisted. But again, I'm here talking about it. I'm telling you about it. So I have to, I have to get really good information before I come and tell you about it. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. And forgive me if you think I'm too curious, but I touched it. I touched the material. I touched the gold. My brother insisted. I touched the diamond when I went through the curtain. Okay. It's real. It's not fake. It's real. I touched it myself, and it's real. My brother insisted. I have fruit in heaven. It's real. I like a mango fruit up there. It tastes delicious. I haven't. I, I don't remember eating fish yet, because I was asking the Lord that I would like two Thomas. I wanted to eat some fish too. But the fruit are real. The house of the material. Everything is real. And to be honest with you, it's more real than what we have. The material is a lot better than what we have. Okay? It's real. It is completely real. And, and, and even the, street in, the, the trees in heaven look more real than the one we have. They're alive. They're real. The parts that are in heaven, when I saw the hand of Father at that time, the park was real. It was like a water park. That you can go and take your children to the park. The water goes up and down, okay. And I don't think the water was being pumped like in um, Vegas, okay. One of the casinos in Vegas had these water uh, show that they do every year. I forget the name right now, and, and it's being it's being pumped because I seen it online by huge water pump, okay. And the water goes up in the air, up and down, and it circumcised synchronized by computer. Computer controls everything, and it's all displayed. In heaven, they, they have a similar thing in the, one of the park I was taking. The family goes there with the children. But the, it was not made like the one down here with a pump and all that, okay? And if they have a pump in heaven, I don't know about it. But it, it, to me, it seems like the water was alive, like a lot of people have shared in the testimony. And the water goes up in the air. And it spins in the air. It goes back down again through, through where the water comes out. And, and the water does a lot of things that we don't have a technology that will control the water, like I see in heaven, to do what we do. These casinos in Vegas, they can control the water with these pumps. We, we have that here in North Carolina, too, where you can get the water to do a lot of stuff. But it, you, you can tell us just, you're doing it with a pump. Simply, I use pump here to pump water too. So uh, uh, you don't need to be a genius to do it. I can do it myself. But in heaven, it's real. The water comes out of the ground in this park. Beautiful, beautiful design. Beautiful park. Beautiful thing. The water comes out, goes in the air, spins in the air. That's like a circle, not like these fake things. And, and, and goes around, 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 around the air. It's like it's suspending stuff in the air and then goes back down again full into the place and does different things and the water is alive beautifully heaven i tell you you want to get there you want to get to heaven 
Because everything in heaven is alive. Everything in heaven is real. Everything in heaven is awesome. And the most incredible thing about heaven is Father presence. It covers the entire heaven. Wherever you are standing in heaven, Father presence is there. And the Lord is everywhere in heaven. You get to meet the Lord. I mean, I have walked in heaven, and I asked, where is Jesus? And they tell me, continue walking ahead. You'll meet him. You'll meet him on your right. He's always right. He's always on the right. He sits on the right of Father. And you'll meet him. Keep going forward. You'll meet him. Remember the time I saw a guy, a brother praying, playing around with a lion. Okay? He was playing with this lion. Like he would play with a kitty. And the lion was a huge lion. I mean, I went to the, I've been to the zoo in New York. I've been to the zoo in Massachusetts, here in North Carolina, in different states. i seen lion, huge like the one in New York. But this lion, my brother and sister, was huge, a few feet from me. And I looked at him, and I'm like, immediately like, uh-oh. And the brother said, oh, don't worry. He, he, he won't harm you. Okay, he's harmless. He won't harm you. You don't need to be afraid. Cause they they can tell that we're coming from the earth. They can tell I'm coming from the earth. My visitor, the Lord is bringing me to visit. They they I don't know how, but they immediately can tell I'm a visitor. I'm, I'm, the Lord is bringing me there to reveal these things to me. My brother and sister, he's telling me I don't need to be afraid. He's not going to harm you. And there's no fear in heaven anyway. It's just what we feel because we're on this earth. Any wild animal here can kill us down here. Unless God protect us, he's always protecting us. My brother and sister, I tell people, sometimes we're afraid of an animal killing us, hurting us one way or another. But I notice that if we pray for the Lord to protect us, he will. He's able. He'll protect us from any dog biting us, from any animal hurting us. But we need to walk in the faith. A lot of times we don't walk in the faith. A lot of times we allow fear to get the best of us. And then we like, like people do, they blame God. No, ask the Lord to increase your faith in that area. Well, you don't need to walk in that fear. My brother says, the one time I'm walking with Jesus in the cloud in heaven, and I'm like, I know I'm flying with him, but at the same time, wow. I was thinking what happened is if I fall from here, hallelujah. But the Lord will, will say, fear not, follow me, and he'll keep. And he'll be talking with me. We're flying down with thousands of feet up in the air. And he's, he's going in front of me, and he's talking to me, and I'm looking at him. I cannot stop looking at him. On certain occasions, I, I'll look at the side of the – because this, this was like the third planet, third, uh, second, second heaven, third heaven, second planet. And, and I noticed how big it is and how many houses are there. And I saw two brothers talking about the Lord, talking about God. And it's like, it's all about God in heaven. This is a great thing. If earth was all about God, earth will be so peaceful. God will be here. When we talk about him, will two or three be there in my name? There I will be, Jesus said. When we come together talking about him, God is there. He loves to hear us, to watch us talking about him. My brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. He loves to. He loves, he loves to listen to the Lord's hour. My brother and sister, I find out in heaven that this program 
are being like recorded. They're being recorded and they're in heaven. When I go there, all these audio will be in heaven. And remember when Jesus uh, showed me, I was listening to myself preaching one of the messages here. He has several writing in heaven. And and um, they're like, those are my message from the Lord's hour. He had the entire message crystal clear in heaven being played. And the Lord then there were other, other redeemed listening to it. I'm like, why are they listening to my message? And it was all for the prophetic. Because every time the Lord gave me a word to share and I come here and I share, that's his word. He had told me himself, those are my message, my word, he says to me. Amen. I cannot say no because he's the one giving it to me and I just give them out. But the, I saw these audio being played in heaven. My message that I preach here on the Lord's Tower. To God, they're important. Sometimes we take things that we think are little that are great important to God, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We are it. And that's what he was telling me in heaven. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We are so close to be going home. Hallelujah. Every message is like we're almost there now. Like there's no time left for us to be in there. But we must continue to commit and repent daily. No matter if you think you're fine. Some people will argue with you when you tell them to repent and say, what do I need to repent for? Don't, don't go there with people. You do what God is calling you to do. You repent. My brother and sister, the message of repentance began with Jesus. Jesus began his ministry. He said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And then the disciple followed the same. And then the apostle Paul preached for many years the same repentance. My brother and sister, why did Jesus begin to repentance and the apostle Paul finishes his ministry of repentance? Because it means that is there anything we have sinned about daily, and we sin a lot, unknowingly we sin? Why would I say unknowingly? Because something can go through your mind that is sinful, that you may think is okay, and you've been growing up thinking it's okay, and it's sinful. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. I'll show you an example. My mother given her life to Jesus years ago. And she got invited the other day to the Catholic Church where they pray to idols. And she thought, she, I'll go there and I'll witness to them and i tell them about Jesus. I'll preach in the gospel of salvation. My brother and sister, about unforgiveness was the title of the message. Shalom, brother. And after my mother came back, my brother insisted. She didn't know. She felt differently after she came back, after preaching in the Catholic Church. They, they sent her another invitation to come and share. They said the service was, was very powerful that night. Many, many other people that listened liked the message and wanted her to bring another message. And she said, you know, I'm going to pray to the Lord about this. And the Lord began to talk to my mom, my mother, about idol worshiping. My brother insisted. Idol worshiping is a sin. The Bible says that no idol worshiper will enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
My brother and sister. Very clear the Bible says that. And there are so many forms of idol worshiping that we cannot take for granted. At one time being in church, I heard a, a Christian say, let's do a simple prayer to, to Mary. A Christian church. Remember, Brother Larry and I were there. And Brother Larry got, a, got up and rebuked him. We don't pray to the death. We pray to the one who is alive, to Jesus the Father. We don't pray to the death. We don't pray to men, to creation. We pray to the creator because that was the great sins of the Romans. The Romans prayed to the creation. They served the creation, but they didn't serve the real God, Paul to the Roman in Romans chapter 1. My brother and sister, and God began to convict my mother of idolatry. My brother and sister, Sin that some people think it's okay. Hallelujah. If, you, if you're there and they have an idol of Jesus in the church, which they pray to every day, and you're right there, the idol is right behind you, and you're preaching the message, some people look at you and look at the idol. They have great respect for the idol of Jesus, and also great, great, good night, sister, great respect for you. But that respect that they have to the idol, you know what the great, that respect is? Idolatry which is a great sin. And unless they repent of that sin, they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. My brother and sister, my mom, the Lord was convicting my mom of that. and said, my daughter, you need to repent of idol worshiping. And the Lord began to reveal to her why. Because in your heart, you also have respect for the idol, which is idol worshiping. Hallelujah. And no idol worshiper will enter the kingdom of heaven. She got so convicted from the Lord that she knew right away that she should have not gone to that place anymore because at one time she was an idol worshiper. But now that we know the truth, that we know the Lord, we don't worship the Lord through idol. We don't serve Jesus through idol, through the idol of Peter, of Paul, of Matthew, of Jesus, of Mary. We don't pray to help Mary anymore. We don't do these things, the Lord said, yes, because we know it's a sin. And there are a lot of people that think it's okay to seek God through idol worshiping, to seek God through the Catholic buildings where they have these idols that they, they respect. They say, I don't, I don't pray to the idol of Mary, but I honor it. That's idolatry. That's idolatry. My brother and sister, my brother and sister, that's idolatry. There's so many forms of idolatry that people have believed it's okay, that are not okay with God. You need to check with the Lord first. You need to pray about it. You need to confess them. You need to ask the Lord, Lord, is there any idol worshiping in me? Lord, I want to repent from any type of idol worshiping in me. Lord, I was once a Catholic, but now, Lord, I used to pray to Hail Mary, Lord. I used to pray to these idols in the Catholic Church. Lord, I repent of those sins. I repent of any type of idol worshiping, Lord, that my generational line, the curse of idol worship, my generational line, my ancestral lines, my mother and my father line from first, sixth, second, third, Four, five, six, seven generations back to Adam and Eve. I am so sorry, Jesus. Please forgive me, Lord. Please forgive me. And remove from me, oh, I worshiping, Lord. Believe in Jesus' name. We need to confess to my brother. 
We need to confess these things that are not of God. It's not okay to honor Mary. It's not okay to honor Peter, John, and them. It's a form of idol worshiping. And no idol worshiper will enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah, understand. Understand what God is saying to us, my brothers and sisters. Understand the revelation, the, the, the hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. The sin of idol worshiping, hallelujah. The God that wants us to worship, hallelujah, other God, and the sin, hallelujah, in the Ten Commandments, that we should not worship other God, my brothers and sisters. And people think it's okay to do it because their grandparents did it, their parents did it, my brothers and sisters. But when you go to the Word of God, when you search this in the Word of God, and you learn, my brothers and sisters, Hallelujah. You learn that these things are not okay. Thank you, Jesus. That we must repent them. We must seek the Lord to, to hallelujah, to, to, hallelujah, deliver us from it. Deliver us from idol worshiping, my brother and sister. Hallelujah. Because it's not of God, and it's a sin. Simple sin that some people may think it's okay that it's fine for them to do, but no, it's not, because, hallelujah, it's worshiping other gods, my brother and sister, and God doesn't share his glory with anyone, my brother and sister. That's what we need to understand, hallelujah. He doesn't share his glory with anyone. He's not going to share his glory, my brother and sister, where idols or men, no, he's not. It's his glory. Hallelujah. He created all things, not anybody else. So why would anybody else get the glory? My brother insisted. Why would anybody else get the glory that belongs to him? Hallelujah. I said to a, their hands also is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands. That which their own finger have made. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Their land is also full of idols. And I see already a lot of idols in front of people's homes. And people's pages on Facebook, they have images of idols that they think is okay. You go to people's home, you see them on the wall, on their bathroom. You see people with idols everywhere. And they think it's okay. And their land, like God said, and their land also is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hand, that which their own finger have made. My brother and sister, that's what people are doing. And that is not pleasing to the Lord. Hallelujah. I said to 20, and that day a man shall cast away his idols of silver, his idol of gold, which he made each one for himself. To worship, to more, to more, to bast. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, Revelation 9.20. And the rest of the men who were not killed by this plague, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. 
I notice how truthful the word of God is. Because a lot of these idols that are in this Catholic building in many places are made of brass. My brother and sister. Few are made of gold, but they, they have in, in certain buildings gold, made of gold. But they have a stone, okay, shalom sister, of stones. And my brother and sister, a wood. Notice that when we, when we talk about certain part of the message of topics, hallelujah, as some people may find it offensive, like idol worshiping. It's not okay to worship idol, my brother and sister. And I'm sorry for those that find maybe the message offended, hallelujah. It was beautiful when it was about heaven, but idol worshiping is what keeps people from getting to heaven, hallelujah. My brother and sister, Psalm 97, 7, confound the all they that serve graven image, that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, O G gods. Hallelujah. Notice that people believe that these idols are their God, or even part of their Christianity. My brother and sister, but God wants us to remove these things from our house, our homes, our land, our office, our bedroom, completely out of our lives. And, oh, I don't worship them, brother. I only honor them. Honoring them is a type of worship. You are believing this thing that our own hands have made, God says. Even if it's made of gold, brass, silver, steel, whatever you call it, it's something representing a God. And if you, if you believe in these things when you pray to them, you say, I'll pray to them to God. No. Because that could have a demon that could be affecting your life. Let's go now into the spiritual, where people get attacked through these things. My brother and sister. And, and I know people, let me send Brother Ovi an email so he can pray with me because I'm being attacked in my house, they say. Well, if you have one of these idols in your house, and you're having me pray, the Lord can set you free, yes, for a minute or two, an hour, a day or two, a week or two. The demon is still in your house with our idol. And what God is trying, God, what God wants to do is re- for you to remove that from your house. So when the demon is, re- is rebuked, the demon is gone. The only reason why the demon remains in your house is through the idol that you have as a God in your house, in your life. And it goes beyond just being an idol in your house. It's in your heart. It's in your mind. You need to confess this idol worshiping because the God is serious. You may think it's not. You may think it's, you just honor them. You just respect them. I'm not going to break it because I respect you. You may say, no, you need to break it. You need to get it out of your house. You need to remove that from your life, my brother and sister, because no idol worship can enter into heaven that means that person cannot go in the rapture, the departure of the bride of Christ. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. This is important. This is important. Out of worshiping is a sin. Hallelujah. Here's what the children of Israel did that God was trying to get from their life that they refused, and that's why they perished in the wilderness. Second Kings 21, 21, he, he walked in all the, the way that his father walked in, Serve the idol that his father served and worship them. God 
tried to remove his idol from his people that he led from the children of the children he led into the promised land. My brother and sister, but they refused to let them go. They refused for them. The Bible said that Manasseh was two years old when he began to reign and reigned 50 and five years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hazakiva. He did which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to the abomination of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. All the nation that God through Moses and then Joshua cast out from before them because of the idol worshiping, these children saw these people, met these people, okay? And look, and, and guess what? They, they held unto themselves the same custom that they saw them practicing, the same belief, the same religious belief, <clears throat> my brother and sister. Listen, for he built up against his high place, which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. He readed up the altar of Baal and made in a pole. He did Ahab king of Israel and worshiped all the hosts of heaven and served them. My Lord, my God. Sounds like Pelosi in them. Same thing they're doing. America, God had, kept, had removed so many idols of America, but you had a few who kept unto themselves their idol, like this Manassas. He built an altar in the house of the Lord, in which the Lord said in Jerusalem, I will put my name. He built an altar for all the hosts of heaven in the true court of the house of the Lord. You see why the Ten Commandments, they want to remove the Ten Commandments from the court? Because they want to put in, in the place of the Ten Commandments someone else or something else, my brothers and sisters. It's not just that you want to remove religion from the Supreme Court. It's that they want to put an idol in the place of the Ten Commandments, my brother and sister. Verse 6, he made his son pass through the fire and a served old man and used enchantment and dealt with familiar spirit and wizard. He brought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. Listen, America right now is provoking God to anger with what they're doing. Do they know that what they're doing is provoking God? Yes, they know. This man also knew that what he was doing was provoking God. This was disobedient, defilement before God, knowing that that, would, that, that, that they do, and that abomination that they're practicing like Obama, Pelosi, and all of them, they slapped the Lord to the face. These people did the same. It's the same wickedness. It's the same spirit. It's the same behavior. My brother and sister, there's nothing new under the sun. Solomon says, verse 7, he said, graven image, and after it, Paul, that he had made in the house, which the Lord said to David and to Solomon his son, in this house in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribe of Israel, I will put my name forever. God is faithful, my brother and sister, but idolatry before him is a great sin that none of us are allowed to practice. If we want to go to heaven and be in with our God, he is merciful and he is good. He died on the cross for each and one of us. But we must be obedient in regard to idolatry. 
because no idolatry will enter into the kingdom of heaven. Verse 8, neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave the Father, only if they were served and to do according to all that I have commanded them and according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them. By their heart came not. They did not put the heart into what God had said. They did not set the heart to listen to God, to obey God, to be obedient, to commit their life to God. And whatever God wanted them to remove from the life, they will be willing to remove. They hesitated. They did not obey God. My brother and sister, and there's great consequence for disobedience. A lot of people think disobedience is okay. No, it's not with God. My brother and sister, when he tells us to do something, we must run and do it. But they hearken not. And Manasseh seduced them to do evil. Then the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spoke by his servant the prophet, saying, Because Manasseh the king of Judah had done these abominations, and had done wickedly above all the Amorites, dead who were before him, who made Judah also to sin with his idol. Therefore says the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil upon Jerusalem and Judah. Whosoever heareth of it, both his ear shall tingle. And I will stretch over Jerusalem the line of the Samaria and the promise of the house of Ahab. And I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipe a dish, wiping it, turning it upside down. So saith the Lord for America. My brother and sister, the sin of this nation and many other nations is going to get God to turn this nation upside down. God's going to turn this nation upside down. God's going to destroy California. He will make California unlivable, unrepairable. California will never be a normal state ever. God's going to destroy the state. And so will God do to New York City. God's going to destroy New York. And God's going to make this, the, New York unlivable, unrepairable. Destroy, hallelujah, New York will never be a state as it was. It will never be known as it was. My brother and sister, God will destroy their buildings. And will make it unrepairable with his judgment and tsunami. My brother and sister, so will God do to Chicago. The violence, the evil that is in Chicago. God is going to destroy Chicago. God is going to destroy the downtown of Chicago, my brother and sister. God going to destroy the city. He's going to make it unlivable and unrepairable, my brother and sister, until he make the earth new again. My brother and sister, the United States, God's going to make it unrecognizable and unlivable. Nuclear weapon will hit the coast of America. Nuclear weapon will be in the air of America. It will be unbreadable air, undrinkable water. Every single lake, every single river of America will be contaminated with nuclear waste everywhere. My brother and sister, from the north to the south, from the east to the west, America will be an unlivable place. During the great tribulation, people that will live here will be in great pain in their stomach. My brother and sister, they will go for weeks and months without food. The food that we'll eat will cause them pain as the pain of death. 
the water that they're going to drink is going to make give them pain as the pain of death. Every day they will cry to God for mercy. They will cry to God to be able to stay alive in the pain that they will find themselves. My brother and sister, my God, my Lord, have mercy. Verse 13, I will forsake the render of my inheritance, deliver them into the hand of their enemy, and they shall become prey and spoil to other enemy. I saw the Nephtalian being loosened from the pay over America. I saw them, hallelujah, with 17 feet sword on their hand, chopping people to pieces in America. My brothers and sisters, hallelujah. Cutting the youth of the great university, a Harvard University, the great university of America, when these Nephtalian were released, they had these huge swords, and I saw them walking in Boston, Massachusetts, and I saw them cutting the youth of this university as they were coming out. When the great tribulation had begun and they had been released from the pay, cutting them to pieces. My brother and sister, they were running as fast as they can. They were trying to get into the car to get away from them, and the Nephtalians were cutting them to pieces and laughing and saying to them, you thought you could get away from me. You cannot get away from me. My brother insisted, and I saw that you cut in two pieces, three pieces, in the floor crying for mercy. And these large fallen angels were laughing at them and leaving them in the ground bleeding, still alive, because they, they want to die, but they will elude them. They cannot find a way to die. My brother insisted, why can they not find a way to die? Because they have stopped going to churches. They have not heard from the truth of the word of God that if you are beheaded, then you can die if you are beheaded for Christ. But this message of being beheaded is not being preached in churches today in America or in the world. The message of being beheaded for Christ, hallelujah, have been refused in the churches of America, my brother and sister. The, the, the sweet message of being beheaded for Christ is such a sweet, beautiful message. Where someone is beheaded for Christ and immediately is before their Lord in peace. Save. My brother and sister. But this sweet message, this message of goodness of being beheaded for Christ, having refused to be in preaching the churches. My brother and sister. And you see people laying in pieces in the floor. In America, during the Great Tribulation, begging people to help them, begging for mercy, and they find no mercy. But they don't remember and don't know how sweet it is to be in beheaded for Christ, my brother and sister. And if instead of offering their hand before the Nephilim or offering their body to be shot to pieces, if they will put their neck before the sword for Christ, they will enter into the peace of the Lord. My brother and sister, but this message a sweet beheading is now being preached for Christ and during the Great Tribulation. And I walk in the Great Tribulation for miles. The Lord allowed me to walk for miles. And I see people in pieces everywhere suffering and crying because they have not heard the message of the sweet beheading for Christ. My brother insisted. Churches are not preaching it. And people remember even going to church once in a while, but not hearing the sweet message of being beheaded for Christ. My brother and sister, and they wish to die, 
but they will elude them. They just want to die, but they can. They cannot die. God said they will not die. And the leader did not tell them how sweet it is die for the Lord. My brother and sister, hallelujah. They have not been told how sweet it is to die for Christ. That to die and to live is for Christ. That is a beautiful thing. Whether you are alive, whether you die for the Lord, it's sweet. It's beautiful. They have not heard this message. It's not being pre- preached in the Church of America. There is a Nephtalian coming with you with a sword to cut you to pieces. Offer him your neck for Christ and say, all right, you want to come to pieces? Here I am. Come my neck. Come on. Come me. Let him cut your neck. And what shall you enter into the peace of the Lord? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, your Lord. It's in the word of God. Why does it sound that this message, they never heard it before. It's in the word of God. It's in the Bible. Verse 15, because they had done that which is evil in the sight of my sight, have provoked me to anger since they, their father came forth out of Egypt, even though unto this day. You notice what God says? Their father did not make it. Their father did not make it. But they made it. They made it. My brother and sister. But now they, are, they saw what God did to the father, even the earth opened. And when Moses told the Levites, pick up your sword and go kill your brother. Go kill him. And 3,000 die again. It was 3,000, 3,000, 3,000. They were being killed by 3,000. My brother and sister. And they did not enter into the promise. Only the children. But now the children, seeing how disobedient, how wicked and evil the parents were, they're now acting the same. But now God says, okay, the same way I treated your parents, I'm going to treat you the same now. The same way it happens to them, now it's going to happen to you. Because they had done which is evil in my sight, and have provoked me to anger since the day of their parents came forth out of Egypt, even unto this day. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much. So he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another, besides his, his sin, whereby he made Judah to sin, and doing that which is evil in the sight of the Lord. What did Manasseh practice in Jerusalem? My brother insisted that he shed innocent blood all over the land from one part of the land to another. The same sin that is being practiced in New York City, shedding the blood of innocent babies, abortion, all the way to California, shedding the blood of innocent children. The same sin that, come, that is in America from one corner of America today all the way to California was already practiced in Jerusalem in the time of Manasseh. My brother insisted. Because this innocent blood that is being shed is being offered to other gods. As Pelosi, in the inauguration of Biden, they pray to this other god that they're offering the, the blood of these children. That's why people were shocked in the inauguration of Joe Biden. And you hear them praying to another god, not the god of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of heaven and earth, not the one that died on the cross for them. They were praying to a fallen God, a wicked God, an evil God, presenting America in, pray- in prayer to this God of them, which they had to continue with abortion, sharing innocent blood to this God in New York City, in California, and all around the U.S. My brother and sister, because they are serving 
these gods. And this God demands blood, innocent blood. The blood of innocent baby is what they demand, and they must sacrifice the children to them. And that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. My brother and sister, that's what they're doing. Innocent blood. Moreover, Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he filled Jerusalem from one end to another. Same thing Obama and they're not doing in the United States. From one part of the country to another, filled with innocent blood of children. Abortion. My brother and sister, beside his sin whereby he made Judah to sin doing that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. He is provoking the Lord with their sin and their wickedness. Telling American people it's okay to pray to this God and serve this God. My brother and sister, verse 17, and the rest of the act of Manasseh and all that he did, his sin that he sinned, not written in the book of Chronicle or the king of Judah. And Manasseh slept with his father who was buried in the garden of his own house. In the garden of Moussa, and Amon his son reigned instead. Amon was 20 and 2 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 2 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Masolavme, the daughter of Harut Jophah. He did which was evil in the sight of the Lord as the father Manasseh. Here's the thing. If as a parent you go and worship other God and do evil, what do you think your children are going to do after you? The same. Because they're watching you. They are learning from you. If you don't commit your life to Christ now, you're not going to give your children an example on how to live for the Lord and how to serve the Lord, your God. They follow after our own example. My brother, my sister, you need to understand that I shouldn't follow example. And this child of Manasseh was looking after his father, learning of him. And everything his father did that was so wicked before God, he's now practicing because he followed, he, he, he's, he's the next in line to being king. And he walked another way of his father, walk in and serve the idol that his father served and worshiped then. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God, these were the darkened days that were in Israel, in Jerusalem. And these are the darkened days that are in America today. America has fallen in deep darkness. We're worshiping other gods and shedding the blood of innocence to this God, to serve this God, because that's what this God demands. My brother and sister, Planned Parenthood cannot stop abortion. Even with the government of state coming against them, they cannot because they're offering blood, innocent blood to other gods. My brother and sister. And he forsook the Lord God of his father and walked not in the way of the Lord. And the servant of Amon and Hallelujah conspired against him and slew the king in his own house. Hallelujah. Death follow the disobedience. Verse 24, and the people of the land slew all them that conspired against the king of Amon. And the people of the land made Yoshia his king and his stead. Now the rest of the act of Amon which he did are not written in the book of Chronicles, the king of Judah. 
and he was buried in a sepulchre in the garden of Usa. Josiah, his son, reigned. Hallelujah. Instead, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign and reigned 30, hallelujah, 30 years and one year in Jerusalem. And his mother was the Dira, and the daughter of the Dira was Bosra. This is why the, the Jewish people follow the general line through the mother, because that's how the Bible established it. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. But notice that in order to deal with wickedness, my brother and sister, you cannot be passive. You cannot say it's okay because he was the king. No. Evil is evil. No matter who is in office, you need to point and say that it's wicked, that it's evil, that's not of God, it's not acceptable, it's not okay, I'm not going to receive that garbage, I'm not going to practice that garbage, I'm not going to take that by sin, I'm not going to practice abortion, I'm not going to practice homosexual sin, I'm not going to do what they're doing in the White House, I'm not going to do what they're doing in the government house, no, no way, not in my house, but for me, in my house, we will serve the Lord. We got to have that attitude of gratitude to the Lord, my brother and sister, because we serve the Lord. We serve the Lord. And that's what this man did. Okay? He and his men slew all these men that follow this king and said, in order to remove the evil, they have to be removed. And in order for God to remove, to, 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 to cleanse this land, Jesus is going to remove his bride. Allow the wicked from the pit, destroy the land until there's nothing left, my brother and sister. And then when Messiah returns, put the earth through fire with the elements of Peter are going to melt. Every bridge, everything in this land will be melted through the fire. And hallelujah, until he begins his millennium, reign 1,000 years with Christ. And it came to pass in the 18 year of King Yoshia that the king sent uh, Stephen. The scribe and the son of Saliah and the son of Mosla to the house of the Lord, saying, Go out to Helkiah, the high priest, that he may count the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keeper of the Lord had gathered from the people. And let them deliver it unto the hand of the doer of the work, who had oversight the house of the Lord, and let them give to the doers of the work who are in the house of the Lord to repair the breaches of the house. And to the carpenter, the builder, the mason, and to, to buy timber, to hold stone, to repair the house. However, there was no reckoning made with them, and the money that was delivered unto uh, the hand, because they dealt, uh, they dealt faithfully. And Zechariah the priest said unto Stephen the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Hezekiah gave unto the book to Stephen and read it. Notice that in order to establish the house of God, to establish the kingdom of the Lord, they had to go back to the word. And that's where God is saying to each and one of us, go back to my word. You want to restore your house? Want to restore your family, your children? Go back to the word. Teach them my word. Teach them my commandment. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. That's what we follow in love with Jesus, by keeping his commandment. That's what we prove our love to him, by keeping his commandment. How do we do it? We ask him for help. He knows that without, without him and his own disciples, there's nothing we can do. We want to keep his commandment. Let's ask the Lord for help and say, Lord, help me, Lord, to keep your commandment. Help me to be obedient. Help me to be holy. Help me to be righteous. Help me to be pure. 
Tell me to be separated for you from among the nations, Lord. And every time we ask the Lord for help, he's always willing to help us because he knows our limitations. He knows what we can do and not do, my brother and sister. And he can take it further. He can take us through, through so much, through the fire, through the water, that we cannot go through by ourselves and help, help us overcome the things that we're having difficult overcoming. It's totally depending on him. Thomas was not walking like this with the Lord. When the disciple told Thomas that they had seen Jesus, he should have also seen Jesus. Well, what happened? He was not walking with the Lord as he should. He was walking in doubt and unbelief. Notice how doubt and unbelief did not help Thomas. Unbelief did not help Thomas. He was walking in unbelief. It did not help him with the Lord. In regard with God, it did not help him. He was stuck. And the Lord mercy to Thomas was that in the second coming of Jesus, which those that will stay behind will see the Lord on the second coming in his mercy, because his mercy endure forever. My brother insisted. But notice everything that they had to go through for seven years before the Lord comes in his second coming. Horrible. Seeing people turning into beasts, zombies, and so much more. Seeing the Nestalian being released and being chased by them. It's going to be horrible. Is that the will of God for them? No. My brother insisted. But their unbelief is leading them into that. Is their unbelief, my brother insisted, is between them and God. Because they had already heard the message. Jesus told Thomas and them, before he would crucify, that he will, he will raise again on the third day. He told them. He heard it. Thomas heard it. Same message that Peter, Matthew, and them heard. Thomas heard the same message. That he will be crucified, but on the third day he will raise again. My brother and sister. So Thomas heard the word, but he did not believe the word. See, it's a personal Thing with them in God. My brother and sister, once a person hears the message, it has no excuse. Because at that very moment, the person needs to make the decision. I'm going to believe this message. Lord, help me. Fast and pray and commit their life. And the Lord sees you doing that. The Lord will help you. See, how have the Lord helped us? A lot. I mean, my Lord, without the Lord, we will not be here sharing his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Um, someone can translate this message in Spanish. Yes. I usually preach the same message in Spanish than in English, but not today. But the message in Spanish today was very powerful. Amen. Similar to this. Praise your Lord. But pe people will translate it. It's a sister that does it online. Amen. The message of salvation. Hallelujah. But notice the attitude of Stephen. And Stephen the scribe came to the king and brought the king the word against and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who have overstyled the house of the Lord. And Stephen the scribe showed the king, saying, It's a key of the priest. How key of the priest had delivered to me the book. And Stephen read it before the king. And it came to pass that when the king heard the word of the book of the law, he ran to his clothes. There's humility. This is humility before God. He ran to his clothes. He humbled himself. That was a type of humbling before God. My brother, that's when you realize, wow, Lord, 
I had not been walking with you as I should, Lord. And you go into prayer and fasting, crying to the Lord, help me, Jesus. I want to serve you. I want to be your servant. I want to be ready for your coming, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Between you and him, okay, you repent, Lord. I'm sorry for my doubt. I'm sorry for my unbelief. And you, you, you seek that repentance. You seek that forgiveness from the Lord and repentance. One on one. One on one. My brother and sister, this king humbled himself before the Lord. And the king commanded him to kill the priest. And Achiham, the son of Stephan, the Arvard, and the son of and the, and the Stephan, the scribe. And Isaiah, the servant of the king, saying, Go, gee, and inquire of the Lord for me. For the people, for all Judah, and concerning the word of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us. Because of our father had not hearkened unto the word of this book. To do according to all that is written concerning. So Hezekiah the priest, Hezekiah the priest, and Ephkan, and Arnor, and Stephan. And Isaiah went unto Hoda, the prophet, the wife of Shulam, the son of Heba. And the son Hartha, the keeper of the wardrobe. So she went in Jerusalem College, and they communed with her. And, she, and, and they said unto her, Hallelujah. And she said unto them, I'm sorry, Thus say the Lord God of Israel, Tell the men who send you to me, Thus say the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, and upon the inheritance thereof, even all the word of the book which the king of Judah had read, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the work of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place and it shall be quenched. But to the king of Judah send to you to inquire the Lord. Thus shall say to him, Thus say the Lord God of, of Israel concerning the words which thou hast read, because thy heart was tender. Thank you, Lord. God wants a tender heart from us. Because the high was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heard what was spoke against this place, and against the unhebrew thereof, that they should become desolated and accursed, and have raved thy clothes, and wept before me. I have also heard thee, saith the Lord. Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto thy father, and thou shalt be gathered unto thy grave in peace. And thy eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they shall brought the king the word again. Oh, thank you, Lord, for his mercy and do it forever. Notice that when you humble yourself, my brother and sister, like this king, he said, because thy heart was tender. Notice that the heart of the, these other people was hard. So hearken not to hear. This man makes his heart tender and value what God says. And heard it. And went to his garment, humbled himself. And God saw this because God 
It's individual between you and God, between us and God. And God see who's doing it, who's truly humble, who's truly repenting, who's truly confessing his sin, who's truly recognizing this evil, wicked way, who truly wants to change, who truly wants to serve him from the heart, one-on-one, as this king did. He forgot about what these other wicked kings did before him. As the father and the son, they're so wicked. And has said all these idol worshiping. He didn't care about that. What he cares is now, what do I do now between God and me? This is between God and you now. Between God and you. He humbled himself. He tendered his heart for God. Whatever the will of God is, he wanted it. He desired it. He humbled himself. And God saw it from his throne. Father saw it. And that's what pleases Father. When we humble ourselves and we don't do the wicked that the other people are doing, that your neighbors are doing, and maybe your even brothers and sisters, may, I'm talking about in the household. You know, you're not doing what they're doing. Being unbelievable like they are. Oh, they say to you, we don't believe in the rapture. Well, that's between them and God. You say, I believe in the rapture. I believe in the coming of Jesus. You set your heart for your God. You set your heart for the Lord. Forget about the world. Forget about the people. This is one-on-one between us and God. No matter what people preaches, no matter what pastor preaches, I have pastor in my house tell me to my face that they don't preach the rapture. I went to the Lord when this pastor told me this. I said, Lord, tell me about this pastor. And see, yours, the Lord says to me, he is not pleasing unto me. His heart is not for me, Jesus said. I was shocked. This pastor was sitting at my kitchen table eating with me. And the Lord said, his heart is not for me. He is not pleasing unto me. Hallelujah. Whoa, Lord. But that morning, very moment when the Lord spoke to me, I knew. If he's not for the Lord, why would I consider him now to be my, my, my fellowship brother for both, for both about to join and seek the Lord together? It's not going to happen right because he's not right with God. And if someone is not right with God, how can I make that someone be both of our hand-to-hand serving the Lord, working for the Lord? It's not going to work because his heart, Jesus said, was not for him. My brother and sister, this is the difficult of being a Christian in the last days because we have to check with the Lord who is of God, if that person's heart is for the Lord or not. Even though they're telling you about preaching this, preaching that. My brother and sister, I began in 2012 preaching about the rapture. People say, are you crazy? That message is old. That's not a true message. That's not of God. Like, what in the world? Pastor, leader, minister contacted me this way. I had to choose. Because Jesus told me, the rapture message is his message, he says. He says to me, if you don't believe in my message, you're not coming home with me, he says. 
oh, wait a minute. I want to come to heaven. He said, you're not coming home. I'm oh, wait a minute. There's something wrong here. I began to cry to him. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. I cry like a baby, Lord. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for doubting the rapture. For, forgive me for not believing the rapture message. Because he told me, it's my message. He said to me, he was standing in front of me. The rapture is my message. And if you don't believe it, you're not coming home with me, he says. Serious. He looked at me very serious. Oh, man. When Jesus gets serious, we have to listen. Man, Lord, I'm so sorry. I cry. I cry like a baby. Lord, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry. Yes, Lord, I believe your message. Yes, I believe in the rapture, Lord. It's your message. And he opened the Bible, remember, and began to show me the rapture in his word. Pages after pages. Look, man, Jesus preaching his own Bible, his own word. He had there all the all the books of the Bible and saying, right there the Bible. And he's going through the pages of the Bible showing me the rapture. Where he says he he went to John fourteen, where he told his disciples, Where I will be you will also be. That's rapture. That's a cut up in the air. And he, he read it to me. I remember verse things in the Bible he shared with me. The midnight hour when I come from my right to say, come, that's my rapture right there. He, he's like, and he's telling me there with no problem, nah, no guessing. No, it was all rapture. Whoa. No one ever explained it to me this way. Of course, because he's God. He knows everything. Oh, man, I was repenting like a baby. I'm sorry, Lord. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, Lord, that I, I wasn't believing in your rapture anymore because I stopped believing. Because I said, man, I think I've, I've been deceived with this message of the rapture. Because we thought that the rapture was going to happen in the 90s. And, and by, tw- by, 20, by 20, was it 2012? It was all the way to uh, 2000. Remember 2000 when they said all the computer were going to go back to zero and we will have a mess on the earth and all that? So, you know. We were thinking, this got to be the day of the rapture back then. And the church, we were, church was on fire thinking it was the rapture. And all these years passing, it never happens. But see, this is the problem. Setting a day. Setting day is always simple. It's always deceiving. That's why we don't set days. You can believe, we can believe the Lord is coming this year, but we don't know 100%. Because only God knows the Father day and the hour. Okay? Now, we can talk about, like the Lord's been saying to me, it's over for you. Okay? He confirmed it again this morning. It's over. So I have to believe him. I have to believe him. It's over. Father in the Lord and the witness are true. A matter to settle according to the law, according to the commandment. Tell me it's over. It's over. Now, how this end is going to come to an end soon, I know I'm waiting for the earthquake in California, the eastern tsunami. The war in Israel is about to start. They're already getting everything ready to start the war in Israel. I mean, sister was telling me early, Brother Elvi, look at the, 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 the full prophet in Israel. Look how they're setting everything so easily. Look at the UN is, the UN is rising against Israel. My brother and sister, everything is like our hand. And this, we, a lot of us believe that this Christmas will not be a, this December, there will not be a Christmas this December. But, God is in control. We're not in control. God is. My brother and sister. Okay, it's up to God. 
But we believe that the Lord, this is like the second person I heard that the Lord told him it will not be at Christmas in December. Now, he didn't say the year, though. This is why we need to be careful. He, like when he showed me the earthquake in California happening in December, two years ago, and I thought it was two years ago, but he didn't say the year, though. I believe it was, uh, what was it, 2020? But the Lord did not tell me the year, but I'm following the signs, okay? And the signs to me was in December, two years ago. I believe it might be this December, okay? Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I just saw the Lord pointing to the December for me, and I'm still wondering what was he pointing about the December, okay? Because I, I had told people, look, I saw Jesus pointing this December to me. But what was he pointing it about? I mean, I got prayer that I'm asking the Lord to answer. That could be this December, you know, example. So we're waiting to see what is going to happen this December. But the Lord was pointing to me the other day, this December, something is going to happen. My brother, my sister, if it's an earthquake in California in the eastern tsunami, now, the meteor that's going to hit the earth is by the end of the year also. And it might be in December, according to NASA and their calculation, okay, that you hear online. So everything is like right then. We already heard other prophets saying December, December, December. My sister Celestial, I heard that she said there's, a, there's something coming, coming up to December. I don't know if Sister Barbara had mentioned anything about December. If someone had heard her saying something, please let me know. Okay, but something is coming up this December. Okay, my brother and sister, everything is at hand. Everything is closed. We just need to, hallelujah, continue to wait for the Lord. Uh, someone said, was it a Halloween dream that you had? Okay, so everything is so close. The confirmation uh, are, are, are uh, happening and are coming so close. We've been playing the, the diesel collects coming on the 23rd of this month. My brother insisted, keep an eye on that because in Atlanta, Brother Ben Denun put up in a video a couple of days ago, they already were had run out of diesel in Atlanta. Okay? And we were in Greenville yesterday, and there was a power outage in Greenville. We almost ran out of there, but we decided to just wait. There was a power outages. Um, the signs that they're running out of energy are already going to start showing up. I thought it was too soon for these signs to already start happening. But by the end of this month, there are going to be a lot of power outages in this country because of the problem with energy. Diesel that delivers the coal, which would not be able to deliver that deliver gas to the gas station, which not be able to deliver, that deliver food to the food market, which would not be able to do so anymore. There is a huge problem after the 23rd in America and in Europe, and people are saying around the world. So, Brother Avi, it's not just for America. Europe is also running out of diesel. They're already encountering the problem. They also believe because they use uh, the fuel to for planes, they're going to have to land all the plane also and only have special flights practically. So international travel, there might be people a week after the 23rd 
who will travel, who will have to stay in those countries, and may not be able to come back for months because of the visa problem. I'm warning people before this happens because this problem is going to be huge in America and around the world. And the only solution that I have heard people in the high office say for, to fix this problem is if United States go to war with Russia. Europe and United States, NATO and United States go to war with Russia. But Russia and China and Iran and other country and India have made an agreement, total agreement in North Korea, that if they decide to attack Russia or China or any of them, they will all join together immediately and fight. So China sends their carrier in submarine planes all over Europe and around the United States, as Russia has done the same. And they are ready for any attack from America or any country against them to nuke them right away. It's all over the Pacific. Uh, a lot of people are very nervous with this. And you can know Congress already is in the bunkers hiding. My brother and sister. And saying it the same. That tells you that they know what's coming. They're in the bunkers and they're not coming out. No matter what people are saying, they're hiding. Because they know. Uh, in Russia, they put out the word last week for people to go in the bunker two weeks ago. And all the leaders have gone into the bunkers in Russia and Europe and bunkers. They're all hiding. All the major leaders are hiding in the bunkers. And they're not coming out. Okay, because they know that the war is about to go nuclear against one another. Why is all this, my brother and sister, this way right now? Because this is what the Lord has shown me years ago when I was standing with Jesus in heaven, looking down to the earth. The nation going nuclear against each other, but before the missile hit the United States, I saw the church, as Jesus showed me the church, that he was taking the church out of the earth. So what the Lord was saying to me this morning in heaven, Yes. He says to me, it's over. And I totally understand what he's talking about. Because that's what he's shown me over the year. The nations are about to bomb each other, my brother and sister. The, the, the EMP that was released over Europe that burned flat television and all communication up in North of Europe, my brother and sister, it, it lets you know that they, what they're doing to one another it's terrible. They're already talking about launching EMP into Russia, Moscow. It's one of the latest things going on online. EMP against Moscow. Moscow is what they're planning. And so everything is going hand to hand. They're already saying that United States, Biden sends over 100,000 soldiers near Ukraine. And the orders that they have is they're waiting for other soldiers from Germany, friends, to join them. This is the latest word. And they, they, they are ready to enter Ukraine and join the war against Russia. Okay? Because Iran has sent planes, okay, drones to support Russia. And Russia, China has also their soldiers, their planes, ready to support Russia. 
soon as the United States enter Ukraine, ordered by Biden. Okay? There are people next to Ukraine. I forget the, the name of the other country there where they already see hundreds of thousands of U.S. soldiers and Germans and France joining each other there to enter Ukraine. And these are the people that are reporting on YouTube and online what's happening. We don't know. We're not there. They're there. They're watching them. And they're watching them arrive by plane, military planes. From the United States, because the United States got soldiers in other countries, like in Turkey, different places. They are arriving there next to Ukraine. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers. And they are training there, and they're waiting for the other soldiers that are arriving, according to what's being released online by these people that are there watching all this, that live there, around there. And, and they're coming in from France, from Germany. I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of millions they are planning to enter Ukraine. But according to the order that they receive is for them to join together and enter Ukraine against Russia and try to finish Russia there so they can go nuclear against Russia. It's what they're planning. But there are going to be a lot of surprise. But it don't matter to us. We're going home. But it's so, it's so for people to know what's happening that they're not being told here in the media. These are things that our media here don't tell you. CNN don't tell you. CNBC, NBC, they don't tell you. The Fox don't tell you these things. You got to get this online, this information. And they're being informed online that this is happening now as we're speaking, for days now. The greatest military force are being put together next to Ukraine to enter Ukraine against Russia to finish Russia, according to them, and then go big on Russia, okay? And but there will be surprises, though. There will be surprises there. But the thing is, is the order that's been given to them, and soldiers obey order. They don't, they don't question. They don't call Washington and say, why are you giving out this order for us? No, they, they don't. They follow order, and they just do what they've been told to do, and they're guarding all their equipment, all their weapons, all their vehicles, everything they need to go against Russia and Ukraine. They're going to enter Ukraine to go against Russia. This should have been planned better, should have been told better, but we can already see this as the end. The elites are working behind the scene. They don't care about us, people here, those missiles flying here and wiping out city. They don't care about all that. They just they want to get what they want. But this is the only way, supposedly, to get diesel back into our country and get this country running back. Because they know uh, end of this month, no diesel. Ne- December, no diesel. January, no diesel. Going into February with no diesel. They're looking into about three months with no diesel in the United States. The whole economy is stopping. No delivery, practically. Um, the whole country paralyzed for about three months. They think it's fine that people can live without uh, diesel for three months with the economy stopping. And, you know, people don't need to shuffle three months. They don't need to send their children to school. But the problem is without power, then our children cannot go online to study as they did in, in, in 2020. My brother and sister, so it's going to paralyze the country for three months that um, 
the the elite don't see it as bad. The government don't see it as bad. They just think that uh, people can go through it. But a winter without power, without heat, without gas, oh, my Lord. See, here's the thing. If you have no electricity and your heater runs on electricity, then you have no heat. And if you got your house runs on gas and you have no gas delivery, you got no heat. So either way, it is bad. Okay? And since people have not used wood to heat up their home for hundreds of years in America, practically 40, 50 years or more, it gets really complicated to say, well, I'm going to go ahead and, and set up a fire in my living room, and, 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 and this is the way I'm going to heat up myself. You need a chimney. You need, you, need, you need to have a way for the air in your house to go out. If you have a carpet, you cannot set up a fire in the middle of your living room. It, it gets really complicated. That's why we were talking about ways to heat up your homes. Some people say kerosene heater um, is one way to do it. Kerosene lamps. Yeah, lamps, I believe. Heaters, ooh, it's, it's extremely dangerous. You're going to have to look it up, study this stuff, research. It gets really complicated, my brother and my sister. I gave people one of those small heaters that you can run with a solar panel and kind of get some heat this way. Uh, things, things are going to get complicated. The, more, the easier and safer way is to get wood, firewood outside, and buy bricks at a low home depot right now. I did that this week. And, and so you can set a, a, a some kind of fireplace outside your house. And and when it's really cold, put up a sweater, put up a coal, and, you know, try to cook up there, try to heat up yourself up there. Um, you know, and, yes, a lot of people are going to go to Mexico. Thank you, Sister Loyera. Mexico produces diesel. Okay, um, a lot of people are going to go to Mexico. Now, going to a state like Florida, for example, during the, 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 the winter, that would be a way off. But if Florida, uh, like, like uh, Orlando, will have no power, city will have no power, let's say in the sample, then if you stay in a hotel with no power, that would be terrible. Okay, so it gets complicated. Now, in regard to the weather and all that, yeah, we'll be better off. You're better off probably sleeping in your car in Orlando during the winter. The weather is not going to be so bad, you know. So it, it just, you know. But what happens if the eastern tsunami happened during this mess? It, the earthquake in California, that really complicates everything. So we have no choice here but to stay up here in the mountain. Forget about going to Orlando or anywhere else because, you got the, the, the earthquake in California coming up, the eastern tsunami coming up, my brother and sister. So you want to be safe when this happens, especially if you want to help other people. Okay? Yeah, buying a small uh, wood-burning stove, yes, that helps. That will really – but, again, you cannot put that inside your house. You're going to have to use it outside because you have to have air ventilation, air flowing in your house because your house can cut on fire. And you don't want to cut on fire in the winter with, uh, with the fire department can get to your house because they have no diesel to move their vehicle. <laughs> that will be a mess. Okay? But, good, uh, yeah, wood burning stuff is a good idea. Thank you, Brother Michael. So, you know, so Brother Ben came on, came on the radio and helped me. I told him to, to do more research and get us more information. 
So uh, maybe he can come on Tuesday night again and, you know, bring us more information. I'm going to ask him if, if he's ready. If he's not ready, then, you know. But, again, we're going to try our best to bring you the most information we can for people to prepare before this mess on the 23rd begin, because the mess um, is going to begin on the 23rd. That's when it will run out, according to the Department of Energy. You can look it up online. This is all according to the Department of Energy. There will be no fuel. There will be diesel will run out. And, and this country runs with diesel, practically. All delivery trucks runs with diesel. It's been this way for over 100 years. So to change that now all suddenly, that's impossible. Okay? So, Wow. What a mess, what a mess. Canada also. I heard that Canada is about to be a mess running out of diesel also. Okay, I was surprised. I thought Canada was, was all set with that. Although Canada had other form of fuel for their car, still most of all delivery vehicles in Canada run by diesel. So Canada is also going to be a mess, I heard online, just like the United States. When, on the 23rd, beginning on the 23rd, um, Canadians, uh, those listening for us from Canada, please prepare as much as you can, because if you cannot get your delivery because of this mess, it's going to be difficult. It's just going to make life difficult. Remember that if, yes, thank you, solar generators are another way. Uh, they are solar, but Someone mentioned, and we were talking about this, they're temporary because they, they, their backup is battery, and the battery runs out. And with the power outages, how can you recharge your battery? You see the mess? But, okay, you can use solar panel in the day when the sun is out. In the winter, I know you don't get much sun. That, that, so, okay, but it's doable. Anything that is doable, like solar, will help you, okay? So, yes, get generated with backup battery. That that's brother Michael. This sent me a link, brother Michael. If you can put it on the chat room for my brother and sister to get the link, he did send me to my email a link. Please, if you can put it in the chat room, that will help the brothers and sister. He sent me a a solar backup generator that you can use to charge it with solar one way, and, and that will help you to run things like maybe a microwave and things like that. Okay, and he says solar panel comes with it. So that is another great help, my brother and sister. Again, if we can bring me bring you more information on Tuesday night, my brother and sister, we I said we're going to continue to do this. And again, we're going to continue to pray for one another. But being prepared for this emergency is the best thing you and I can do, especially if you have children in your house. Because when your child, when when your when your power is out, and your mail goes bad, you cannot say I'm running to the supermarket to get mail because they'll be in the same situation, same situation you are. What are you giving your children? So having some kind of power, at least to run your fridge, is always a good idea. Amen. Because children don't understand, mommy, why is the power outages? Why do we have no power, mommy? Can you do something about it, daddy? Right. Uh, <laughs> We've been depending from the city for our power for too long. We never calculated, thought about it. I mean, we here kind of have, but the average home don't think about these things. 
you know. So all this is really, I believe, God allowing this, starting on the 23rd of this month, what really bring, it's going to bring, I, I was talking about my own children, it's going to bring them a sense of life and reality. There is, Brother Michael, put, put, in, put the link on the chat room for those that, uh, please look that up. It's a good, EcoFlow is a really good company. And, and um, the equipment is really good. I saw, pe- I saw people on YouTube using it, and they say it's really good. Okay? <laughs> so it, it's really difficult to explain to a child, but our children going through it, it's going to help my children a lot, believe me. They're going to learn a lot. How we cannot be dependable in the city, 100% like we have all these years. Because when this emergency happens, my brother and sisters, then we find ourselves without nothing. Okay? Now, when you go a month without heat and extremely cold temperature, our temperature today is dropping to 21 degrees Fahrenheit. That's cold. That's really, really cold. If you go outside right now, even with a cold, it's difficult to stand outside, okay? Usually, we don't get to a temperature. I was saying to someone, we need to pray this winter be warm, especially here, my brother and sister, because we have a warm winter here. And if we pray, the Lord can really give us a really warm winter. But it looks like, because I heard prophecy, that this winter was going to be very, very cold, my brother and sister, and then in darkness. Power outages. So the prophecy is being fulfilled in a few days. We already see the cold temperature, and we see the power outage coming up. It's going to be difficult this year. Of course, we're going to have to do our best to try to protect ourselves, our family. I imagine those in Chicago, because Chicago was below zero any day in the winter. (coughs) Excuse me. And they're about to go. And so one of the worst winters without diesel and heat in Chicago, we need to keep our brothers and sisters in Chicago in prayer. In New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, all those states will be freezing without any power. It, I told my family, this is why a lot of people have behaved like Thomas. The Lord we sing, we have told them that, you know, these things that are coming, but they have to see to believe. Well, they're about to see it. The thing is, are they ready to what they're about to see? Are they really ready to go out this winter without blankets, you know, and having all the stuff they need to go into a severe winter? I, I, that, if, if the cell phones are still working, they'll be on the cell phone calling me. It's hard to, not to say to someone, I told you so. Because these, these are the days that are coming that I've been telling them for years that were coming. And now we're, we're, we're about to tell people, I told you so, I told you so. You know, but you didn't believe me. It's going to be difficult, my brother and sister, for a lot of people who did not believe, who did not prepare, who had not been committing their life to the Lord, because they're going to go into a severe winter without any power, without any fuel, without any heat. And, well, I believe God can allow people to really humble themselves before him, my brother and sister. But, again, you think about all the life that will be lost in this winter. By the cold alone, it's going to be a lot. My brother, since the people in the shelter are by millions, now they won't have heat or, or, or 
or electricity in those shelters. So they'll be like being outside the same. Buildings are going to freeze. The pipes are going to freeze. The water lines are going to freeze in, in all these buildings and homes out north. My Lord, my God, there's going to be a lot of people dying in this process in this winter. But we need to pray for people to be safe and for God to have mercy. It's going to be terrible, my brother and sister. God said this was coming. It's going to come. A lot of people wonder. It's going to come. It's going. God said it was coming. And it's practically here where where today is what the 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 what is it, thirteen? We're about ten days away. <clears throat> and there's no like the Elijah has said, unless they go to war with Russia, they're not gonna bring diesel back. Not enough diesel in the world. The most diesel they can get by February out of a hundred percent a hundred million barrel, the most they can get is five million. Another company will come online with five million. And all together we're talking about twenty twenty five million barrel out of a hundred million barrel hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty five million barrel that they need to run the United States. Okay? A hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty five million barrel they need our year to run the United States of diesel. And they're only, by February, they're only going to have 25 million. So 100 short. You think what 100 short million barrel of diesel to run this country, will they be able to run the country back to normal? I mean, no. They won't be, too. Major city will have to be shut. The power will have to be shut down in order to continue to run the country. Can people live without power? That is the question that everyone wants to know. My brother insisted, this problem is bigger than what anyone thinks. Not even the government themselves can prevent this problem. Because when they ask the government on the backup diesel, if they use the backup diesel, how long will they be able to run the country back again? And the answer is nine hours. Nine hours with the government backup diesel, if they run it to help the people, it will only last nine hours. That's not enough. So the government is not going to try to run the country nine hours to try to save a few lives, to give people a few more hours. No. They have to preserve that for the government itself. And the other diesel that will be available can only be used for emergency only, hospital, okay, ambulance, uh, fire department, you know, and federal use, and that's it. The rest of the people, they are on their own, is what they're saying to people. Okay? They're not, 125 million barrels are not going to appear that they've been using every year. No. It was coming out of Ukraine, and it's not coming no more out of Ukraine. So the problem, I believe, is going to go for long, longer than what people wanted this to go. Like Jesus said, it's over. He told me it's over. He told me it's over. It's over the word he used. My brother insisted. Because the problem, as I tell you, is unrepairable. It's unfixable. And the way the elite thinks is to go to war with Russia and go nuclear with Russia to try to fix the problem. You see, there is no solution to the problem. The thing is, whether people are ready or not, whether you are ready or not, that's it. So commit your life to the Lord. Whatever happens, 
in all this process, it don't matter whether we live or die, we will be with the Lord. That's the attitude that Paul had to the Lord of gratitude. And God wants us to have this attitude of gratitude, my brother and sister, that whether we live or die, we will be with the Lord. And there will be many people dying. The question is, are they right with the Lord? Are they repenting? Are they committing the life with the Lord? My brother and sister. So I'm, I don't tell you this for you to worry. Don't worry. Because if you do your sin, don't worry. Just make sure that you are repenting, okay, and that you're committing your life to the Lord. Now, the Lord says to me this morning that my ministry is over. Remember I told you this? The Lord, was, Lord told me a few months ago that the time for my ministry to be in over was coming. And he says to me last night that my ministry is over. That means that the power outages won't allow me to come on the air that are coming a couple of weeks from now. So my brother insisted, again, if I'm not able to come on the air, I won't be able to bring you the word of the Lord anymore. Like many other ministries won't be able to come on the air neither. But remember everything we said. Again, this two, two weeks left. Download from the archive all the audio you need to download. All the latest, all the audio from before. Download it to your iPod, your cell phone. Remember that if your iPhone or your Android, even though the, the cell tower may not be working, you can still download all the audio and your backup, have a, an extra SIM card to your phone, if it's possible, and download them to your cell phone, hundreds of these audio, and listen to them. And your headphones, you know, if you're able to charge your phone, you might not be able to. That, that might be a problem. I remember when the Lord, uh, God told his pastor that computer going to be useless. I was in the Great Tribulation. I saw computer being sold like nothing, practically just given away because they were useless. So uh, all this technology uh, is going to become useless very soon. But no, 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 no city power. You cannot run your computer or your TV or anything, so everything become useless. We just got to look forward to charging our cell phone to talk to our family as possible. If they are going to keep the cell phone tower running, then that may be a way. If I can do the Lord's Tower through my cell phone, I will do it also if I can. But the Lord saying to me this morning that my ministry is over, I really understood it clearly that, uh, it's coming where we will have no power, and even though if I'm able to uh, uh, recharge my cell phone, a uh, blocktop company down in New York, they won't be able to run their company because they will have no power. They use city power to run their company. And so their, their network, all the servers are going to be down completely. So there will be no block talk, okay? There will be no, no Internet radio service or anything. Same thing will happen with Facebook and then, but at least Facebook got backup and stuff like that, and even solar. But that's another thing. If I'm able to post message on Facebook, I would, small message, whatever I can. But the Lord saying it's over, it's over, my brother and sister. Uh, you will know when I, when I will be out of the air, I won't be in the air. So, you know, it was nice meeting each and one of you. 
thank you for joining us and seeking the Lord together. And, you know, my brother and sister, um, you know, I continue to pray for you. Keep us in prayer also. And we'll see each other in heaven. We'll see each other uh, in the parking heaven, my brother and sister. Our time has really come to an end, my brother and sister, down here on this earth. But it doesn't mean that it's going to be an end, hallelujah. Uh, on the contrary, we're going to go into eternity with God, and our life will continue there with him in heaven. We'll meet in the wedding celebration face-to-face. We'll give each other a hug. However we get there, uh, some people may go there through the judgment quickly than me, my brother and sister. But it was a blessing to be able to share with you everything the Lord given me. And hallelujah. When you get to heaven, ask the Lord where I am. If I'm fishing with my children, ask the Lord where am I fishing. If I'm down um, eating vegetables or something, uh, look for me in heaven, please. Okay, and say, Lord, where's Brother Elvie? I, I want to go talk to Brother I want to see Brother Elvie. And look for me out there. I'm going to be visiting different places. So, um, you know, we'll meet. We'll give each other a hug in heaven, my brothers and sisters. And thank you, Lord, for this blessing. So, uh, shalom, shalom. If God willing, we'll be here Tuesday night before they shut down the power. My brother and sister, the following week, hopefully, before the power shut down, if we're here, we'll still be here. Uh, the Lord said it's over, so I don't know how much more days we have on. I know there are very few, very, very few, but the few days, we'll do our best to be in on the air. Shalom, shalom. There's a day that's drawing near When this darkness breaks to light And the shadows
right. 